Hello, everyone. It is Meta Monday. Welcome to Masters of the Metaverse on the Zombie Orpheus channel here on Twitch. I am your host and GM, James Durham, and joining me in the virtual studio, I have Ethan Bajot, Mark Thomas, Mark Maggie Thomas Doyle, Maggie Sean, Franklin. Franklin. We've got uh, Leo in the. We've got uh, Leo on tech right now. Studio on Hello, tech Leo. right now. Thank you. Hello, Leo. Hello, Thank Leo. you. And tonight is, of course, and tonight is of season course, premiere for Masters of the Metaverse. Masters of the Metaverse. Revelations. We've even got some snazzy new Mark put together. I hope you guys like them. Together. I hope you guys like them. I think they're a fantastic. Mark is awesome. Mark yes, is awesome. He's all right. Yes, he is. He's all right. Had a lot of things. Uh, so we, you guys, if, uh, uh, so we didn't know you guys if uh, you didn't know it already. Masters of the Metaverse, the most interactive live stream RPG on the planet. That means you, our audience, gets to control and influence the show while it's happening. And uh, why don't we take a minute and go over the store today, because it's a little different than usual. At the $10 level, we have the Meta Surge. Now, the Meta Surge can be used by any player at any time to either grant themselves or another player a plus two bonus to a roll, or they can give the GM a minus two penalty to the roll with it, too. So that one works both ways. You can stack these up. So if there's three of them in the store and you need a plus six, you can use three and get yourself a plus six. It's a, a very effective uh, method to change the outcome of a dice roll. Or, you know, give me a minus six if you really need me to fail at something. It does work that way. Uh, we've also got our character buffs. We've got Folk Wisdom for Rosie. And uh, that allows to give uh, a five-point bonus to her next roll, which is... Uh, Pretty fantastic. It's just a fluctuating five-point bonus. Uh, usually, you can also use these buffs to move yourself on the uh, pilot avatar spectrum, but that's not going to come into play today, guys. Nope, not this time. For Bruno, we've got Action Hero, so he can auto-succeed on an intimidation roll. Uh, you know, this is very much in the classic 1980s uh, action movie style of breaking something to get somebody to talk or throwing them like, up against a wall or any other thing you might have seen Clint Eastwood or Chuck Norris do to somebody at some point or another. Yeah, it's uh, fairly effective for that. For a Mac, we have a laser focus, and uh, that means if Mac uh, uses his buff and devotes his entire turn to a single action, it is treated as a critical success. There's no role needed for him to do so. He just gets to have a critical success. But it is limited to only doing a single action that turn if he wants to do that. For John Stone, we've got Badass, which allows John Stone to ignore all the damage dealt to him for a single turn. All of it. Nuclear bomb, ignore it. Lava, ignore it. Falling from orbit, ignore it. John can just shrug it off with that cybernetic body of his. We've also got team up available in the store. If two people want to stack up abilities in the middle of a fight, they'll get to use the best initiative between the two of them and the highest skill uh, total that they have for whatever skills they end up using. Whether it's fighting, shooting, driving, you name it, they get to use the best one between the two characters that are teamed up. We've got my personal favorite, the rule of cool, where physics be damned. They just pull out all the stops and do whatever kind of crazy stuff that they want to try and do. Of course, you, the audience, gets to vote on who succeeds at that. So keep that in mind. And we've also got the hack attack. If you just have to have something in the show today or just need something to happen or want to add something like, I don't know, uh, floods or sentient transforming Winnebago's, um, you name it, boy. it can happen. 
These My things perfect. are all part of the hack attack. They have occurred. Uh, now, in addition to our store, we usually have <laughs> Patreon polls, but there was a technical difficulty this week, so we weren't able to do a Patreon poll. So they are actually running a poll in chat right now, and I'm going to use those results to give you guys your bonuses for this episode. Mm. All right. What do you think about that? Huh? Your chat right now, uh, like, you can vote for yourself. Get yourself a bonus point. Yeah, if you happen to have access to chat right now, you can vote for yourself. Oh, man. I'm leaving it in the hands of fate. Yeah, that would absolutely be cheating, and I, of course, would never do that if I was playing. <laughs> mm -hmm. We all know that's not true. I, I would have voted a long time ago, and I probably say. would have three or four fake accounts in there so that they could all vote. But I've been your game master before, James. Well, I know what you're about. <laughs> a GM is just another word for cheater, so. That's true. <laughs> but everyone knows that. All right, I think those results are in, so I'm going to take a minute to process those and uh, give you those results. And how is everybody doing tonight? Are, are we excited about a new season? Yeah. Of yeah. I'm ready. I'm scared myself. Just scared. scared. Yeah, it is a scary place to be. I, I do understand that. Yeah, it's good to be back. Well, uh, it looks like they have results in, but uh, I'm going to get those sent to me right now. Okay, it looks like we've got... Oh, wow, these are some rather one-sided results, but okay, we're, we're going to get into them. Must uh, be Mac. So we're going to start with uh, with Sean. Sean, tonight, uh, you get plus two to a roll and uh, plus ten health. Fair enough, fair enough. Maggie, tonight you get uh, plus six to a roll and what? plus twenty health. Ooh. Okay. Um. I guess they just don't like you because you're new, Mac, but like you, you got the same amount as me tonight, which is nothing. Hey, you know what? I was out for yeah. a season. What are you going to do? Ouch. It's pretty brutal. And uh, I will remember this, though. Mark, uh, get ready to write things down. You get to yeah. plus 10 to a roll and plus four to a roll, two separate ones. That's what right. the? And you get plus 40 health tonight because, you He's know, the guy that regenerates clearly needs the bonus health. Is there a mistake somewhere that was made in the a glitch in the? Told you to vote for yourself. What can I say? <laughs> Good grief! Ouch! How many family members do you have watching tonight? Uh, I think just two, but who knows? All right, get everybody up to speed, shall we? I mean, it's been three years. Since last season ended, I mean, not for us, but for these four characters on Masters of the Metaverse, it certainly has. Three long years since Crash Jackson, Aquamarine, Wyatt Maxwell, and Andy James disappeared from the Metaverse, nowhere to be found. Not that their friends didn't try. Multiple teams searched high and low and in some rather unpleasant and distant places for any sign of their teammates. But there was none to be found. Bruno, Rosie, and Mac on his very first foray into the metaverse, no less. He even went to 668, the one that some of you folks know as Sentinel City, to see if maybe Hex Destiny, Butch, Balthazar, or Abby could try and help out, you know, being as they, they'd done a little bit of searching before when their friends went missing. But even those powerful heroes had no answers. Mac did get to experience his first avatar in that universe, though. So. And uh, oh. that's an interesting experience, to say the least. One Michael Migraine. 
the uh, little-known and much more soft-spoken brother of a doctor migraine, happened to be Mac's first avatar. And the two hit it off right away. A couple of uh, idiosyncratic peas in a pod. Michael had always avoided the spotlight and had even been a victim of his brother's dome scheme, trapped just like everybody else. Of course, being the, the limited scope of his powers, uh, that really wasn't much of a surprise. A telepath who can't actually influence minds or even eat them isn't much of a telepath at all, as his brother was known to say. But hey, now Mac has superpowers too, just, you know, really, really limited ones. But we'll get to that. Fast forwarding a bit, after exhausting every single avenue they had to find their friends, they had to face facts. And of course, uh, government agencies demanding their help with problems they were uniquely qualified to take on. Well, most of the characters, that is. Not everyone was on board with the whole government agency bit for their own reasons. Nick Krieger and Tessa, they've disappeared, hearts unknown. Uh, they're up to who knows what in the process. Brony Robbins now resides at a monastery in Tibet, having cut off all contact with the outside world and his former friends. But what about the rest of the team? Well, they have been keeping busy between criminal elements, terrorists, and political strife involving advanced technology left lying around from the invasion to the inevitable appearance of rogue metapilots serving their own ends. They've had a lot to do. And in the process, they've developed into quite a team. Based out of the old Planet Metaverse Task Force building, they run operations around the globe addressing these threats and protecting the world from the threats of the Metaverse. Dr. Jenica Clarkson and Thomas Wells handle the analysis of intelligence and risk assessment. While in the field, Bruno Hamilton leads his team of Rosie Harbin, John Stone, Mac McPernan, and occasionally when he's sober, Patrick Leibowitz and Kelly if he even decides to show up. Using a hypersonic jet equipped with a cloaking device, they can respond to threats around the world in record time. And having a super advanced jet is a great excuse to keep Pierce around, who simply hasn't been himself since his metaverse traveling ship disappeared. And most likely would be up to no good if he wasn't left unattended anyway. Let's just be honest. And what are folks up to today? Well, nothing particularly that special in this moment. Just a routine prisoner transport. Having captured a rogue metapilot using powers that let him interface with computers earlier this morning, they're currently transporting him overland to a holding facility. He might be sedated, sure, but it's best to keep a guy who can jack into computers like this away from a super high-tech jet and in something a little more old school. Bruno and Rosie are keeping the prisoner company, while Pierce, Johnstone, and Mac are overhead in the jet, keeping an eye on things from above. Because as we all know, something is about to go horribly wrong. Does it have to go horribly wrong? Can't just be wrong? Scott, you know how it goes. This is Masters of the Metaverse. We go big or we go home. We're here for plot. Come on. Fair enough. Now, in the case of this terrible incident happening, uh, Mac, you feel it just before it happens. And if you'd been paying more attention, you might have been able to even warn somebody in time. But just before it occurs, you get uh, 
the, the sense of, of purpose and anticipation from 24 distinct individuals, three of them operating vehicles and the rest as passengers in these vehicles. But just about the time you're feeling them is when they've struck with uh, the, the proverbial shit hitting the fan in this case, uh, the truck being hit in this case. Uh, the 18-wheeler knocked off the road, rammed by a cement mixer. Right about the point where the truck and trailer made, jackknifing it into a ditch. And as that happens, a box truck swinging in from one side and then a second one from the other side of this rural intersection. Individuals piling out the back and launching tear gas around the collapsed and broken 18-wheeler. Inside the uh, rear of the truck is a very uncomfortable place from this wreck. Uh, it's, you know, set out so it's not like a cargo hall or it's got a little holding cell for your occupant and places where you can sit and be comfortable, which, uh, you know, neither of you decided to use the seat belts. So the impact was slightly uncomfortable getting knocked into the ditch and a little bit jarring, some bruising to go around for the both of you. Um, before you can even get to your feet, you hear the sound of automatic weapons fire outside of the vehicle. And this is where we begin our show. Excellent. Right, do we need to roll for initiative, James? I think you have a second to talk amongst yourselves, being as you have really fancy little headset communicators, so a little earpiece and uh, a mic clipped to your shirt so that you can all talk to each other at all times. Right, Max. Bruno, uh, what's what's the call? You want us to engage or you want us to retreat? Sorry. It's the train coming. Fine, Bruno, the train coming. Bruno! Are we engaging? What's going on? You guys got hit. There's a bunch of people out there. You're, you're looking really bad. At least 64, I count. 24 is what you got. 24. That's a lot less. I'm a little flustered. I don't have a gun. Right, so are we engaging or not? That's what I need to know. Uh, we got to engage. Let's do this. All right. As you give the call from uh, outside and above in the jet, you've got a much clearer picture of the situation down below, John and Mac. Uh, you can see that there are uh, individuals in tactical gear with assault rifles that have piled out of these box trucks. A couple of them have opened fire just on the cab of the truck. They've clearly not targeted the trailer at all. But whoever was the poor bastard driving, uh, well, somebody's probably going to need to contact his next of kin. The majority of them, however, have surrounded the rear of the trailer, moving out of the truck and thrown tear gas grenades around it, which is even from above obscuring somewhat of what you can see. Uh, the scary part for you up above in the jet is that one of the individuals has gotten out of the back of the box truck, has uh, an FIM-92 Stinger missile, which he is uh, aiming up into the sky, as though he clearly knows there's an airborne threat above him. And now I'll take initiative from everyone. Are we still rolling 12s for initiative, James? You're still rolling 12s for initiative. Excellent. Oh, that's dog ass. 22. 22 for you, Bruno? Yep. <laughs> 10 on Mac. What? 14 for Rosie. 14 for Rosie. Uh, I'll take a nice, big, fat, juicy 11. Oh, yeah. Matt, we all rolled like crap. <laughs> yeah. 
those are all not particularly great, but that's okay. We are going to start with Bruno, who did get an exceptionally good initiative score compared to everyone, bad guys included. This is just an average roll, but okay. <laughs> so, um, current situation, is the truck on its side? Uh, it is not entirely on its side. It's at an angle. Okay. But it's been um, pushed into the ditch. Something hit it really hard. It was uncomfortable. Okay. And the prisoner's still strapped down? Still strapped down and still sedated. You, you guys pumped him full quite a bit of uh, intoxicants before transporting him so that he wouldn't be able to interface with any nearby machinery. Okay. And the, the cot or whatever that he's strapped to, is that... Um, bolted to the bottom of the truck or what is the yeah it's bolted to the uh inside of the bottom of the truck and it's also in a holding cell area within the truck um okay uh bruna's going to um grab a hold of the cot and uh reach down and snap off the bolts of the at the base of the cot so that the prisoner can stay strapped to it um, and try and move the entire bed with the prisoner on it to someplace uh, more defensible. Fair enough. Uh, go ahead and give me an athletics check to break the metal holding it in place. <laughs> Beat it by 13. It is really stout stuff. That, like You guys been out of your way when these things were constructed to make them really high grade. Because, you know, meta pilots sometimes are... Uh, a cut above the rest. But even with these really industrial strength pieces of metal, you just break through it like it's plastic and pull the cot away. And you've got this guy so pumped full of sedatives, he doesn't even make any real sound when you move him. Kind of just flops, strapped in, head rolling around. Good. All right. We're going to go off from Bruno as acted. Rosie is next at a 14. Excellent. I'm going to make everyone invisible. Who's everyone? Everyone who's a part of my party, including the prisoner. Well, you've got guys up in a plane overhead, so they're not with you at the moment. And That's then fine. And you've got three people in the back of the truck with you, which are yep. Bruno, the prisoner, and yourself. Correct. So Bruno, the prisoner, and myself, and the two uh, up in the plane. And if I'll just make the plane invisible. It uh, is currently cloaked already. Great. Oh, well, then I'll just, I'll just make us invisible then. So if they open the, the truck or get in, they can't see us. Sounds good. Give me a sorcery uh, roll. You are getting it. That is going to beat it by two. All right. You begin your magic. And while you can still tell uh, that there's people there, you don't know if it's because of your magic site or just because you knew where Bruno and... and the person on the cot was before you cast it but there's you can see right through where you were standing but you happen to you know you see the faint outline yeah good all now right sneakums. bad guys are going next the, uh, there's a popping sound and a explosion on the rear of the trailer as the doors are blown open with a breaching charge and a handful of flashbangs and tear gas grenades are thrown in. Uh, Rosie and Bruno, will you guys make uh, body checks, please? You got it. Beat it by eight. Beat it by one. All right. Uh, the two of you are both 
hold your breath in time and uh, you're kind of resisting the tear gas. The, the water's rolling in your eyes and you can feel the burning, but it's not really getting to you. Bruno, you have a little more experience with this. So you are able to duck and cover your head before the flashbangs go off and aren't disoriented by them. Rosie, not so much. The, the flashbangs white out your entire vision. You can't see and your ears are ringing. That's fine. They can't see me, so fair is fair. But you can feel that the, the truck moving as though people are climbing into the back or doing something with the back. Your eyes closed like that. You can't really see so well. We'll go to uh, John next, who's up above. Uh, you can, of course, still see down from the jet. The jet is being is cloaked at the moment, so you're, uh, you have a little bit of safety from that anti-air missile that's being pointed up in the sky. And you can see that the guy carrying it is clearly looking for a target in the air. I mean, how he would know that there was a jet in the air is kind of disturbing, but he obviously cannot see you quite yet. And the uh, jet is designed to run fairly quiet, so even though you're only about 300 meters off of the deck, he can't figure out exactly where you are. You can see that the majority of the tactical team of uh, individuals have swept around the truck. Several of them deployed a breaching charge on the rear, threw in flashbangs and tear gas grenades, and four of them then piled into the back of the truck with their rifles in hand. What are you going to do, John? Our um, our jet, is it a, like a, does it have VTOL capabilities? Or is yes, it, it does. It does have VTOL capability. <clears throat> it can hover in place. That fancy uh, Metaverse 742 invasion tech was incorporated into its build. So it is... It's really, really fancy compared with anything else that's available. Cool. Um, does it have, um, for lack of a better term, a bomb bay door? That, yes, that there is definitely a cargo door that can be opened. Uh, you've had to do some hot deployments with it before. Cool. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm not sure I do this because I know I'm. I'm doing this in anticipation of something that hasn't happened yet. So I don't know how to manage this, but here's what I'm, I'm intending to do. I'm intending to jump out through the bottom of the jet, anticipating Rocket Man to shoot at us, and I am going to physically knock it away. As I come down, he shoots up. I knock it away. So that's my 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 plan to kind of, you know, use my self in the same way that uh, 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 somebody who's doing a halo jump or, or skydiving would kind of be able to angle their fall, kind of, you know, they... Yeah, I, I see where you're going. Yeah, so that, that's my, my thing. All right, uh, I'm going to have that use up both of your actions to do so, but I'm going to have you first that's make true. an athletics test. Da -da 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 -da. Boom, boom. Beat it by tennis. Beat it by 10. All right. And then I'm going to have you make a contested athletics test against my shooting test. But because you got a critical success on your athletics test, give yourself a bonus of two on your contested <laughs> athletics test. Ha ha. Uh, beat it by six. I beat mine by three. So your margin is a little higher. The rocket fires just as you anticipate, and whoever he is, he, it's not his first time shooting a surface-to-air missile. He's got it zeroed within a second of you opening those doors. 
but he has no idea or couldn't possibly anticipate you leaping towards the rocket and shoving <laughs> it aside barehanded to have it just fly up into the atmosphere past the jet itself and explode harmlessly high above. Uh, you then plummet the remaining couple hundred meters down and slam into the surface like a rock, uh, shattering concrete asphalt and sending it flying through the air. It is a 40 damage impact on you, but you have a 40 point armor, so it is a, a no damage impact in your case. It does push those armor platings and your shock absorption capabilities to their maximum, however. But I did stick the superhero landing, right? You did stick the superhero landing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Somebody's going to need to fix that pothole, though. Mac? Citizen, Citizen, I'm sorry, you said it was 40, 40 damage? or? Yep, 40 damage, but you've got 40 armor, so that, uh, that okay. beats the 40 damage down to zero. Yeah. Mac, you're up next. All righty. Uh, so here's a little bit of a finicky question. Would I know whether or not John Stone can see through tear gas? You are pretty sure that things like tear gas don't bother John. Cool. I was, uh, yeah, it wasn't about, like, uh, eye irritation or anything, just, like, the physical obscurement. I didn't know if that was going to run an issue. In fact, you think John might even be able to see through walls on occasion. That would not be the weirdest thing I ever heard of. Oh, all right. Uh, do we have, a, like, a very small armory on the uh, on the craft? Absolutely, you do. Great. I would like to uh, go, and this will probably take my one action for the turn, but I'm going to go over to the armory, uh, leaving the cargo door open, uh, and I'm going to start grabbing things I think my friends might think are useful. It is 300 meters to the ground. That's fine. We'll okay. figure it out. So what are you going to go for? Give me an idea, at the least. Uh, I'm going... For, let's see, is everything pretty much like just... There's a like, lot of standard military hardware in there. Okay, a lot There's of even standard. some fancier stuff, too. But uh, that stuff's really expensive, so throwing it out the back of, a, of an airplane might not be a good idea. No, yeah, that wouldn't be great. Um, I'm going to go through and I'm just going to try and grab like some relatively bog-standard stuff that I know is going to be good against like uh, personnel, body armor, uh, something with high velocity and a decent amount of mass. Uh, probably... Uh, battle rifles, something of the sort. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to, using the headset, holler over, Hey, uh, Pierce? Pierce here. You think you can uh, take us right above and down below? That rocket got taken out. That guy's that guy's not going to do anything. Taking us in now. How low you want? Think, oof, probably uh, however low you're comfortable with. Right above the truck. Right above the truck. I can do that. Thank you, Pierce. That and it's kind of jarring. You're hanging on into the back, not uh, in a seat or anything, as he drops down exceptionally fast. And for a second, you think he's going to hit the truck, only to slow just above it. And there's even a slight moment where that open uh, doorway in the back scrapes the roof of the trailer. Right. Uh, is that the end of my turn, or do I have something nope. else I can do? Great. You have not even done a real action yet. Hell yeah. Um... So, knowing that uh, we have retrofitted this large uh, truck to be for carrying personnel and various other things, are there emergency hatches on the top? Uh, there is a single emergency hatch towards the front of the trailer. 
It's Great. sealed from the inside, usually. Uh, I would like to hustle out with my arm full of guns, uh, go over to it, trying to sort of like keep low, using my uh, minor telepathic ability I've been able to pick up to try and, you know, be aware of what people are currently focused on, scamper mm -hmm. over, open the emergency hatch, and uh, being able to triangulate my beautiful invisible friends, just throw a bunch of guns in their direction. <laughs> All right, uh, you're going to be able to get down and move across the floor, but being as it's sealed from the inside, you don't have time to do the hacking attempt that would necessary be, or need necessarily used to crack open that hatch. It's uh, meant to keep people out, not let people in. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right, that is going to put us back at the top, and we're going to start again with uh, Bruno. Um, okay, so sounds like we don't have uh, gas masks in the truck with us right now. Not typically. Okay. Um, so in that case, uh, Bruno, uh, we've got the uh, four guys coming in the back. Yes. Um, with Bruno's healing ability, um, he's gonna go ahead after the flashbang is passed and let the tear gas burn so that he can see, because um, he's more concerned about that and he's pretty comfortable with dealing with large amounts of pain because he's 73 years old. So um, we are and going he's been to force four times. Bada boom. tear gas longer than you've been alive. Uh, to quote the late great Ron Glass, never married. Um, uh, so then we're going to um, pull out the guns out of his holsters and just come charging at the four guys that are coming in and take a shot at each one um, as we uh, near them for the first action, or at least the first couple of them with the, with the first action, and then uh, grapple one of the guys as hopefully his dead body is dropping to the ground and steal his mask and then attempt to move on to the next one and throw that mask to Rosie. All right, that is really heavily involved. Uh, you do have two attacks, though, as Bruno, I, are we correct? So we are going to get into some multi-action penalty stuff here. So we're going to uh, be splitting both actions to do that. Okay. I have a backup plan for the gas, boss. Okay. All right, we've got uh, splitting both actions. So you're going to be at a minus two on all of these actions. But uh, let's start with uh, a pair of shooting tests. Okay. Um, okay, so that's uh, ones. So that's two ones. So uh, <laughs> I beat it by 16. <laughs> uh, your first shot, you are clearly aware of where the line with the tactical helmet meets the line of the gas mask and put just below the line of the tactical helmet, putting the round right through the uh, visor of the gas mask and into the brain pan of one of those poor individuals piling into the trailer. Dropping him in his place. Okay. Give me the second shooting test. That was not nearly as nice. That only beats it by four. Beat it by four. Still beats the dodge. The second one, you aim a little lower. Uh, you managed to hit him, but he's uh, still in the body armor. So instead of going down, he just kind of staggers a little. And that's right about when you run into him. Give me that fighting test. Uh, beat that by eight. Beat that by eight. You pull the gas mask off of him, kind of shouldering him aside. 
Uh, and you said you wanted to go into another one after him to do the same thing. Am I, was that correct? Um, I think at this point, uh, uh, as I bowl into him, I'm just going to rip the gas mask off and put it on myself. All right. And you put the gas mask on yourself. Gotcha, Bruno. Rosie, you're up. Excellent. Uh, I get two actions. So um, the first one's going to be a, an area of effect. And um, what I'd like to happen is uh, everyone who is currently not on my team, right? So, you know, not obviously exempt is Mac, Bruno, and uh, everyone. Yeah? Yep. Mac, Bruno, cool. and John. Cool. Yep. Uh, right. So we're going to do, we're going to do like a, a 50 yard, no, 50 meter radius from, from where we are. And uh, everyone who is not on my team, uh, all of their weapons are going to be replaced with sunflowers. And then uh, for my second action, uh, I'm just going to clear up the air. All right. I'm going to need two sorcery tests. Let's see how effective you are at changing guns to sunflowers. You got it. Um, oh. uh, all right. So I will take that. I beat my sorcery by 10 on the guns by to 10. sunflowers. That is a critical success. You're going to get just about everybody's primary weapon and turn them into a sunflower. Wow. Yeah. That's a whole lot of AR-15s to sunflowers. Right. We're just making the world a beautiful place. And then to just clear out all the air and get rid of all that crap, that I'm going to beat it by eight. Beat it by eight. Uh, you're able to push out the majority of the tear gas in the area. It's now kind of off to the sides or... You know, being blown away by a breeze that just came out of nowhere, including clearing out the uh, the cargo compartment of this uh, truck trailer. Right. And I'm just going to wave at him. Hi. Uh, well, we're going to the bad guys next. Uh, one guy just had his gas mask ripped off and has been shot. Uh, he's going to attempt close combat with Bruno. He's pulling a knife in the process and attempting to stab him. I'm going to beat the fighting by seven. Ooh, I'm hit. All right, that's a 20 damage hit, Bruno. You are stabbed. Uh, two more that are in the back of the tractor trailer that uh, have had their rifles turned to sunflowers are going to drop rifles, uh, draw handguns, and fire. Question, James. Shoot. Do I get any sort of bonus for dodging when I'm invisible still? Uh, you would have, but the putting on the gas mask made you really obvious oh, sure. where you were. The mask is visible. Okay. Yeah, which is also why, unfortunately for you, the two guys with handguns are also going to be shooting at you, because as far as they're aware, you're the only person in this trailer. Perfect. Because bear trap pants, hashtag Rosie above. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Oh, adorable. Hunk of meat. He's all right. Oh, man. I'm going to beat the shooting test, the first one, by eight. eight. And the second one by nine. Gee. <laughs> this guy's not a shoot. Yeah, uh, the really close range does help. So each of those hits is another 30 damage each for a total of 60 more damage being shot. Isn't that good to have a healing factor, Bruno? Yep. <laughs> that hurts, though. Yeah, that does hurt a lot. You are shot 
twice at point blank range. And there is a brief hesitation as though they're incredibly surprised that you didn't hit the ground. Yeah. Uh, the ones that are outside also switch to side arms. Several of them open fire on the cloaked jet that they can only see the back end that is uh, open. So they can see the interior of the jet, but not the jet itself. Giving them sort of an idea of where it is. And they're kind of just firing at it, hoping to drive it off, or who knows what it is that they're actually up to. But from inside the trailer, and Mac, because it's right next to you, you can hear the sound of all the, the bullets bouncing off of it. Uh, several more who are on the far side of the tractor trailer, where John Stone has impacted the asphalt, also open fire with handguns. These are going to be firing at John Stone. I have a success by three, a success by two, a success by four. Wow. Those are my three successes. What's your dodge over there, John? Um, <clears throat> I believe it was. Uh, zero. Zero. Oh, yes, because you don't worry about dodging. You're a super tough cyborg. And because these are only uh, nine millimeter handguns, you kind of just hold an arm off up in the air and bullets ricochet off of it into nearby buildings or back toward the tractor trailer. As uh, the 30 damage hits cannot overcome your armor without getting a critical success. Way to go, John. And uh, that is actually going to put it to your turn. Fantastic. So I... Um what is directly around me? Uh, you have six men with handguns closing in. Uh, the majority of them seem to be focused still on the tractor trailer. They're kind of a rural intersection where uh, the two side streets have stop signs, but that uh, cement mixing truck blew through the stop sign to ram the 18 wheeler. Uh, above you is still the VTOL jet, which uh, Pierce has just over the top of the, the uh, trailer on the, the tractor trailer. Um, the, the, so I'm sorry, I should ask this. So how many combatants are left? Uh, you have six in your immediate vicinity. You believe that there are still over 20 according to the initial sightings that you saw. Wow. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they brought out quite a few people. Yeah, they did. Um, so the other, and the other 20 are what they're, they're, in, Most they're of them seem to be focused on the tractor trailer and getting into the back of it. Or they're on the far side of it from you and you can't see them. But the six that were nearest to you immediately turned their attention on you and opened fire with handguns. Fair enough. Um, okay, so uh, I'm going to uh, grab a large... So I just landed and broke up the, the, the asphalt and stuff around me. Yeah, so the, the roadway's uh, got a pretty big hole in it now. Yeah, so I'm going to find a huge chunk of it, a giant slab, and I'm going to uh, play Frisbee with it, with the nearest guys, and see how many of them yeah. I can hit. Got to tell them to hit the road, huh? <laughs> All right, give me an athletics test there, John. It's like Frisbee golf meets bowling for people. <laughs> Bowling for people. Beat it by six. Beat it by six. You are able to catch two of them. The others scatter, but two of them get hit 
very solidly. They kind of do rolls across the ground. Uh, one of them, after he hits and rolls a few feet, is just laying there unmoving. And the other one is just kind of rolling around back and forth and letting out really pathetic noises. Fantastic. And for my second trick, um, so are they all just talking to each other verbally or do they have like comms or whatever? How they? Uh, you think that they, they've got to be using comms because they haven't really spoken uh, any way that you've heard since you've landed, but they're pretty coordinated. Cool. So my second trick will be to do a, a quick um, scan to find their frequency and then uh, feedback them to, uh, you know, stun them, confuse them, that kind of thing. Awesome. Give me an advanced technology role. Nice. Way to utilize your capabilities. Ooh, uh, beat that by 11. Beat that by 11. Yes. You give them some sharp back. That is going to give all of them negative four penalties on their upcoming actions in the next round. Mac, you're up. That's me. I'm going to... I've got a pin going out. Uh, R... My people uh, are specifically, are the two of them still inside of the truck itself? Yeah, you can still feel, uh, you've gotten really familiar with them, so unlike most people, you can identify them from their surface thoughts and feelings. Okay. Uh, yeah. like, Rosie is pretty much like always angry, and so she's really able to find from that always angry bit. And uh, Bruno is like always trying to read a brick wall to you, but right now it's like a brick wall that's hurting. Oh, that's so tragic. Oh. All right, well they're still in there, so I'm gonna try and uh, bust open that uh, that emergency thing from the outside. Okay, give me a, a scroll for hacking on there. You can use computers for that if you wish. I would love to. I would love to use computers for that. Uh, I am going to beat that by a eight. Beat it by eight. You, you open up the hatch on the first try, breaking past the safeguards that uh, you and Patrick helped design to make it unhackable, uh, yeah. proving that they clearly are not unhackable. That's, uh, we'll have to work on that. Hey, everybody, uh, who wants big kid guns? And I'm just going to... Toss two into the actual truck itself from the top where I believe that the two of them are. Uh, say, Stone, catch! And just huck one in the direction that I know he is and uh, just take mine and check it, make sure thing is chambered, loaded, and ready, should it be necessary. All right. Locked and loaded and guns thrown towards your allies. And that's going to bring us back to the top at Bruno. Happy what? birthday, Blalak. Thanks for all the bingo cards, the paper clips, and your ridiculous exploding dice. Have a hashtag hack attack of your very own. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Blalak. Nice. Wow. Oh, birthday. Pax, that was so sweet. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. That's so choice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, man, who oh. knows what it's going to be? We'll know when right. we know when we know. Well, uh, Blar's got a hack, so uh, let's yep. go. Keep an eye out for that. Bruno, what do you got? Um, okay, so I've got one guy that's right next to me that just uh, hit me with a knife. 
Yep, two, two more guys more evac that have fired on you with handguns, and there are several more that are closing in on the truck itself. Okay, so um, what we're gonna do is we're going to first the guy that's like right here, because Brennan just put the gas mask on, so he's gonna come down and then just wrap uh, the guy's head up in a headlock, swing him this way, fire at the other two uh, guys that are shooting at him, take each of them out, drop the guns grab the guy and throw him out the door at all the rest of the people that are coming in. I love it. Give me uh, two shooting tests and an athletics test, please. Um, so first shooting test, beat it by 15. Second shooting test, beat it by eight. Athletics, oh, man. Beat it by 11. Uh, your first shot is in that, once again, perfect spot right where the gas mask visor is. Uh, into the head of another one of these guys in the back of the truck, dropping him where he stands. Uh, the second one, you hit him in the body, and he staggers backwards, almost falling out of the truck. And he's able to look up again, just as you've thrown the one you're in close combat with. And it hits him, and they both fall out of the back of the truck, uh, landing into a pile of several more of them that were on their way to move into the vehicle. And then uh, at the end of that, kind of as a transition into the next action, really, um, Bruno's going to kind of like leap backwards, possibly do a handspring backwards if necessary to grab the gun that Mac has just thrown to him. I love it. Will you do an action hero check just because? Beat it by 10, exactly. It is perfect. A perfect back handspring. Grabbing the gun in the handspring, coming up, racking the action, and holding it in place as you land. Unfortunately, the only person who gets a good view of it is uh, Rosie. <laughs> Rosie, I you're know, up. though. I know. <laughs> I feel it. You can sense it. Oh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> is it me? It is your turn, Rosie. Right. All right. So, um, uh, I am going to uh, cast a spell, but I'm going to use a haiku. So that it is um, an automatic critical success. Uh, and uh, James, if you need me to, if we need to um, fix the rolls on this, how many are still alive? Uh, let's see. We've got four that have, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. There are 19 alive. Uh, two of those uh, aren't functional alive. They, they need immediate medical attention. All right. So that means really we're dealing with 17. Yep, you have 17 active combatants. All right. So uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, figure out how you want to GM this, but um, I'm going to throw a little Loki into the mix here. And uh, I want to basically get inside their heads. And okay. the haiku the haiku is amplify their doubts, second guessing all they do, unable to act. And I want their, their worst doubt, that, that moment they had, whatever, or that wow. fear that's going to come straight to the forefront for as many as possible so they they can't. They're afraid. Well, you know, there's not much I can do with that haiku being an automatic critical success. The only thing I can ask is you roll a sorcery roll to see how many of them it's going to affect. I am in. And uh, I'm going to use that very lovely buff that Crash Rabbit sent me. To get a five-point bonus on this? Oh, yeah, that's a... You betcha. So Beautiful. in that case, uh, let's see, that would be, I beat it by 10. 
Beat it by ten. A critical All service right. rule. Thank you, Crash Rabbit. Well, beating it by ten means that only three of them are still going to get to act this turn. Unfortunately, even those three that still get to act are getting feedback from their radios from John Stone. So they're at a minus four for the three that even do get to attempt to do anything. Don't mess with the best. Mm. Mm. And in the case of those three, they are on the other side, the ones furthest away from John, I'm going to rule, are the ones that were most likely to resist uh, that, that effect. And uh, they are going to move to the back of the truck and seeing the their downed companions on their other companions not moving. Uh, those three are again going to open fire on the only person they can see in the back of the truck, which is Bruno holding a battle rifle. How long did my invisibility spell last? It's still going at the moment. Okay. They can see the gas mask. Yep, oh, they can see Bruno's gas you. mask. And in his case, they can also see a lot of blood. Yeah, I got you. Thank you. And a big kid gun. Yeah, the gun, the gas mask, <laughs> and a lot of blood in this case. There's a floating gun, a couple of bleeding wounds in his front. <laughs> yeah, and it's a... But that is kind of strange that they're, you know, not reacting ridiculous to someone being turned invisible or magic going off. I mean, that's uh, that's some strong stuff there. Uh, again, the dice are not liking you, Bruno, so I'm going to beat that one by nine on the first one. Woof. Uh, the second one, uh, which means it's only beating it by five because the minus four. The second one, I would beat by two, but I actually fail by two because of the minus four from John Stone. So it's going to be one more 30 damage hit to Bruno. Excellent. And that's going to put us to uh, John Stone next. All right. <coughs> hit the, uh, the closest four that went, like that you hadn't hit in the your last turn are just standing there holding their guns. They had them pointed at you. They could have shot, but something's going on with them because they didn't shoot. They just stood there, like shivering and quaking. Like something is going on with them. Can some of them pee in their pants a little bit? Maybe just a little. <laughs> yeah, you're not sure what it is, but they. They've given you the gift of not shooting at you. Okay. Um, how how hurt is is uh, Bruno? Uh, he's probably not in the best of shape, but you've seen him get up after being hit by rockets before, so you, you think he'll probably be okay. True, true that. Okay, fair enough. So I have it before my special power kicks in, if that helps. <laughs> Was that? I'd take one more hit before Bruno's special power of being on death's door can kick in. Mm. Um, <clears throat> Rosie, have you taking any damage at all yet? No, sir. Oh, all right. She's just sitting there invisible casting spells. Yep. Ooh. They can't see me, but they're sure feeling those effects. So, well, I, I'm going to position myself in front of the area where Bruno is, just to oh, draw right. fire for him. Okay, you, you're going to have to move past those guys holding guns, but being as that they aren't doing anything, it doesn't take you anything. You can actually run right by them, jumping into the back of the truck, and the majority of these guys standing around holding guns aren't doing anything. 
there's only three of them at the back of the truck that are actually even actively firing when you get there. Um, so as I'm walking past them, I should be able to um, give them some quick rabbit punches to knock them out while I'm walking past them, since they're just standing yeah. there. Give me a fighting test. that by nine on your dash through you uh hit two of them that are the, the group that was immediately initially close to you getting to the back of the truck and then ramming into one more and launching him into the ditch before leaping into the back of the truck mm. so how many of them that i are incapacitated now you just incapacitated three more of them three okay what happened to the fourth guy i missed him he just wasn't close enough. You would have had to go out of your way and not get into the back of the truck. Um, okay. Uh, so while he's already, you know, paralyzed with fear or whatever, uh, I'm going to just use my intimidation to scare him off. Yeah, an intimidation check. I like it. They're crippled with self-doubt from Rosie, and you're going to intimidate them. Love it. Uh, be that by seven? Be that by seven. Uh, with an amplified voice using some of your advanced technology, uh, what exactly, what words do you use to, to drive fear into the hearts of your enemies? <clears throat> she doesn't love you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Choice. That is some choice stuff. Oh, that is good. That's good. Unfortunately, they're unable to act at the moment, so they won't even be able to run until it is their turn. <laughs> So we'll go to Mac next. All right. So I'm aware that this person is uh, scared shitless and probably going to scamper off. Uh, it is highly possible. I mean, you have always found uh, Johnstone to be incredibly intimidating. I so find Johnstone to be spooky. And I can read this man's surface thoughts. I think we're probably good. Probably yeah, not a problem. There's a lot of fear and a lot of self-doubt in surface thoughts going on right now. That's tragic. You know, I don't, I'm just like on the comms as I'm crawling on all fours along the top of the truck. Yeah, I feel like once the Geneva Convention gets revisited and they start talking about like magical ramifications, that's probably a war crime. Uh, and by the time I get to uh, the other end of the truck where everybody's gathered around uh, the doors, um, I'm going to stop thinking to myself, okay, Maddie always said, uh, when you're going to shoot somebody from an elevated position, you got to scamper on back afterwards so they can't shoot you back because bullets hurt a lot. Uh, and I would like to use uh, my Maddie Says ability to give plus two to the relevant skill check of shooting one person. Just one. I like it. Give me a shooting test. Great. Nice use of Maddie Says. Matt, can you say that over the comms? Uh yeah, uh, yeah, I forget. Like, Mac is not the operator type. He's not the action hero, so he just leaves them on at all times, forgetting right. about it. Right, so, uh, uh, hey, hey, little boy, you can just yeah. suck it up right now. That'd be great, thanks. 
Fuck off. <laughs> uh, gonna beat that by four. All right, you beat that by four. Leaning over the top, you fire the uh, EBR rifle straight into one of these uh, guys. One of them that actually happens to be shooting at the time, rather than the one that's paralyzed with fear. And the uh, high-caliber bullet goes right through that body armor at close range. Uh, it collapses to the ground. You can still feel from the uh, surface thoughts and emotions of this individual that they are not dead, but you're pretty sure that they're going to be unless they get to an ER really fast. Be nice, Rosie. I'm helping. And that's the end of my turn. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Uh, before we get to the top of the order, a triggered action occurs. Oh. The uh, two box trucks that the uh, guys rolled up in to uh, pile out of both detonate in large explosions. Whoa. As does the cement truck they rammed you, which unfortunately happens to be still pressed against the back right where the tractor, trailer, and semi are joined together. Now, oh fortunately for the people that are uh, on or in the tractor trailer, which is all of you, you have made your way towards the rear of it, dealing with these threats. Uh, Rosie being the one that, of course, or not Rosie, Bruno being the one that is still furthest inside the trailer from doing his handspring action. So it's not going to be as bad for the three of you, but it's going to be pretty bad for Bruno. Can I get you all to make body checks to try and reduce the damage from the resulting explosion? Yes. Oh, you can certainly try. Rosie beat hers by six. I failed mine by six. That's okay. I tried to bring them Chats. back with me. I could almost see them, I thought. But every time I reached out, there was nothing. I'm sorry. I wanted to be a hero like them. I just am not strong enough. Hashtag oh. meta surge. All right. Thank, Thank you, Eldon. Thank you so much, Eldon. What was that, uh, Bruno? You got there. You, I heard you something about using the. Yeah, the... so I made, it, I made it by seven, but I'm going to use my plus four bonus from chat in order to make it a critical success. Oh, critical success. You're going to end up reducing the damage to zero on that with the critical success. Now, what about you, John? Huh. Well, I beat it by two. That's good yeah. enough. Success is success. Cool. All right. So uh, in your case, uh, John, it's uh, 40 reduced to 20, which uh, won't beat your armor score. So it kind of just shoves you out the back of the trailer into these people out there as it explodes and goes up. Uh, Rosie, the 40 is reduced to 20 for you. So you only take 20 as you are also launched out the back. Mac, you're going to take that full 40 being up from the roof. Uh, it sends you flying through the air. Yeah, it's pretty painful. Bruno manages to reduce what he would take, which would be 60 being further back, to zero with his critical success, rolling with the explosion and hitting the street. Unfortunately, as they were frozen in uh, fear or unable to act, the, uh, the guys firing into the trailer didn't get much of a chance to do anything but get blown up and hit with bits of shrapnel. Uh, there, there might be a survivor or two from the ones that John Stone had disabled, but the rest are very dead, along with that prisoner that you were transporting as uh, he was still in that trailer when it went up. Oh, balls. Rough time. 
And it uh, also does some decent damage to the cloaked jet that was right over the top of the trailer. And you, it comes out of cloak from it with holes torn through in a few spots and a few small fires. But somehow, by a, who knows what kind of miracle, with a couple of spins, Pierce manages to keep it in the air and still flying, still hovering right. overhead. Good job, Pierce. Well, Pierce, you good? Uh, big explosion. Ow. I think that was their backup plan. Yeah. Where did it come from? The the vehicles themselves. You know, do you want me okay? to uh, radio for EMS and local law enforcement, Hamilton? Um, not just yet. Stand by. What's what's uh, looking around? What's the um what's the scene look like at this point? Uh, a lot of carnage. Most of the guys were too near the truck to uh, escape with their lives. Uh, looks like a couple that John hit earlier towards the street where he was impacting. Uh, might be uh, alive, uh, but in some pretty bad shape. They definitely need medical attention. So these guys obviously arrived in, in vehicles, right? Yeah, the ones that just blew up. So all of their vehicles that they came in. Blew exploded. up. Just all of them exploded. Yep. And Doesn't make very much tactical sense to you, Graham. Yeah. Um, But there are two current survivors, but without medical treatment, they are not going to last long. Rosie, can you help those two out? Those look like the only two that are going to make it. Uh, Bruno, uh, I'd, I'd really like to read one of their minds so I can figure out where they were sent from, um, if that's all right with you, and then I'll heal them. Uh, how about we do it in the other order? Um, last thing we want is for them to die while we're still figuring out where they're coming what? from. Why does it matter if they die or not? They were going to kill us. I don't think they were. I mean, they were sent here. They're they're very skilled tactical operatives on some on a mission, but I don't think their mission matched their vehicle's mission. If you get my drift. <sighs> Whatever you I want. Guess, I think he's saying that it'd be bad. Somebody was rude. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you want, Bruno. All right, Rosie, you, uh, you want to try and heal these guys? Yeah. I will. Do you want me to use my sorcery for that, James? I do want you to use some sorcery to see what you can do. Never um, been a particularly strong skill of yours, but it's something you can do. No, so that's a, it's a 10, so I beat it by 6 for one of them. And then, oh, God, sorry. These glasses are... Grandma, Grandma's eyes are old. Um, that is a 14, so I beat it by 2. All right, the one you beat by six, uh, you managed to knit some flesh and bone back together, and he is most definitely going to make it. The one you beat by two, you think you've stabilized, but he he's going to need some medical treatment in the future. But he is not currently dying. Great, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be all creepy and just put my hand on their head and just try to read their minds, get their memories, images, names, whatever I can. That's not going to need another sorcery roll from you, Rosie. You got it. Ooh, that one I only beat by one, so I'd like to use my Patreon bonus of six so that I can beat it by uh, seven. Seven. All right, you uh, sift through a lot of the, the surface uh, bull crap and try and get down in there. And with the seven, you can get a few things. Uh, whoever this guy was, uh, he 
used to be part of. I mean, it, I say used to be because it doesn't really exist anymore. The program. He was one of their tactical operatives, and uh, he believes that he was doing a, a job for the program, which he is still convinced is an entity and functioning. Uh, who do I have anything about? Who gave him the orders? Uh, he was following orders of one of the other individuals that was blown up. And apparently from what you're able to get, which is, you know, certainly kind of light, the, the image came through uh, encrypted servers and through text messaging through phones. Hmm. But the, then the person who gave him that other order is not currently present. Uh, the Whoever was getting the, the calls is dead and whoever was sending them, you, they've got no memory of or thought of. Right, you right. You think but that I they mean, probably just, never met them. Right, but just because someone is dead doesn't mean I can't bring them back to life and, like, question them. I mean, please. <laughs> from what you're able to get, from here to get this all electronic communication. All right. If they're partially dead, it means they're mostly alive. That's if true. They're mostly dead, they're partially alive. Uh, great. So I'm going to share. So um, I think these guys think they were working with the program, moment. everyone. Uh, he brief moment. We might be having a, a technical difficulty. Mark has uh, disappeared. Yep, hang on a second. I'm okay. still here. Okay, go ahead Everybody then. You can see me except you guys, so hang on just a second. I'm working on okay. it. Okay. All right, go ahead then. As long as he can hear you, I just don't want you to have to repeat the information. Right, so um, this uh, young piece of crap thinks that uh, he was on a mission with the program. Aren't they dead? Long Which since. Shouldn't like, exist anymore. Four years now they've been gone? At least. Now, it doesn't mean that someone in this time has uh, tried to start it up again. But uh, I'm not too happy about that. And um, now there were some encryptions. Uh, um, hey, uh, Stone, I, don't get weirded out. Uh, I, I'm going to connect. Uh, what I want to do is I want to send John the images of all that computer stuff that I got. Uh, what you got was that they used uh, telephones, uh, text messaging, and encrypted uh, emails to send information. So but like, there's not much you send him other than the thought. There was no image like of a screen with like a readout really quickly. No, oh. just the uh, the knowledge that it came through text messages and uh, encrypted servers of for emails. Right. Okay. Well, I'm gonna need you to do uh, Stone. Is I'm gonna need you to use your fancy pantsy uh, computer stuff. These were encrypted, so I need you to start. Scrolling through those encrypted uh, channels. Uh, in fact, why don't you take some of their gear and see if you can get a way in? Maybe there's a connection or a back end through there. Uh, I think you're muted. I think you're muted, right John. No, no, sorry. Uh, e Eli is is saying, oh. "Hey, she's being awfully snippy for somebody who's just a witch." I'm like, Eli, relax. He. He's he's being a little more chatty than usual lately. It's a, a, a thing. Why doesn't that, Why doesn't Eli come out here and find out how snippy I can be? He can't. He right in that buy. one. Just just look. Give give me the the data. I'll uh, I'll take a look at. Thank you. Or at least get some some kind of lead somewhere. But he does have a point. You could say please or something. I mean, just... Oh, I'm sorry. Would you like me to say, uh, please, sir, I would like you to find out the man who killed us. Please. Oh, pretty please. Wouldn't it be so nice? 
How look, about we just look, do our jobs? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We're all a little testy here. We don't need to give each other's throats. All right? But a little professional courtesy is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You oh, lied right, to the Right, because the, the government that we currently work for gives me so much professional courtesy, especially as a woman. Mm-hmm. Whoa, don't put the point that at me. I didn't do anything to you. No, you didn't. Look, look, give me the stuff. I'll run the scans. I'll find out what we need to find out, okay? Thank you. You're going to have to dig through some of those bodies to try and find a, a functioning cell phone and hope that it survived the explosion. All right, Rosie, uh, Mac, uh, as far as what you guys got out of them, um, are they soldiers of fortune? Are they working with any government? Where did they come from before they were hired for this gig? Uh, my best guess is they thought they were legitimate, but um, they were not properly prepared for uh, what we were actually bringing to the table. <clears throat> Yeah. Anybody have an ibuprofen? Yeah, I got one. Come here. Come Thank real close. You. Lean it. No, lean, you got to lean in. It's a secret. I'm just going to flick his forehead and heal him. <laughs> Give me a sorcery roll. Uh, oh, God. What number is that? That's a four. Ten, uh, so I beat it by six. Beat it by six. All right, you recover 30 health, Mac. Thank you. You're very kind. Um, I don't imagine there's some kind of magic like that you can do on my glasses. I mean, oh, God. Yeah, I guess I can fix your glasses. I lost it. I don't know if you noticed, but everything blew up. Um, mm -hmm. the... Right, now I'll, I'll, I'll fix them. We're, I mean, we're like, we're like, we're part of a shadowy government organization. I feel like I gotta have cool sunglasses or I'm just not living up to it, you know? <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, no, I'll fix his glasses. Do you want me to roll for that, James? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, uh, folks, priorities. Oh, these, I, are, I, these are the right priorities. You, know, you, you were doing your thing, and I'm, I'm healing the kid. I thought health was a priority. Well, health, yeah, but his sunglasses, really? I'll own the sunglasses thing. I was really worried about it. Well, going through the uh, going through the corpses, John. You uh, you find a well, what's left of a of a cell phone, but it's in pretty bad shape. Nobody's making any calls or texts with that thing in the immediate future. Okay, so what can I glean off of the SIM card or whatever other chips are in here? Go ahead and give me an advanced technology roll. by five you go through it and uh it takes a while as you're processing it in the background and at this point fire trucks have shown up along with some of the local law enforcement and you guys have had to show your credentials and there are other individuals on their way to try and deal with the mess and the disaster uh, and by the time you get to the end of it it comes up really strange you've only got uh, two other times that that match where this signal came from and they're older files, more than three years ago. They uh, they came up uh, were in reference to uh, files kept on hand by uh, Bruno and Nick Krieger when uh, some individual contacted them. And in fact, yourself, uh, when you were told about Eli being in the Project Metaverse building, it came from this same source. Whoa. Which, when you traced before, 
ended nowhere, like it just came from a satellite in the sky. There was nobody on the other end of that call. Wow, that's deep. Okay, so I, of course, read that back to the, the team. Hmm. So wait, so there, you, repeat it for me. You found, you found uh, something or no? Did you? What's the kid doing? Oh, uh, Mac, you're you... muted. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to move over because my dumb sunglasses joke. Uh, I misplaced the screw, but I found it. <laughs> uh, well, I, the, if I'm getting this right, he found. He found nothing, but not that there is an absence of information. But specifically, like, the information is that we don't know. There, nobody knows a thing. But it was also connected to to thing three years ago. Yeah, yes. the last time that that number was used was used to contact Bruno, Nick Krieger, and John Stone, and kind of tied them all together, uh, dealing with the whole Project Metaverse building. Right. So, Bruno, uh, who was contacting you from uh, from that time? You got any ideas? That was absolutely 100% Tom. Right. Which isn't possible because, well, Tom's not here. Nothing is impossible in the metaverse. I think we have learned that. Yeah, Tom was in my head for a while. Well, I do remember that. And the main entity that was Tom, we kind of released into his own metaverse or whatever. But there was all those fragments before that as well. So I suppose it could be uh, another fragment of Tom. Um, uh, John, what do you, uh, can you look up in your database? I'm trying to remember what exactly was the connection of this prisoner? Um, what are his affiliations? Where did he come from? What do we know uh, to backtrack on that? Uh, from the file that John Stone has, the, the prisoner was one uh, Jake Dugan. Most uh, 100% has no connections with the, the program or Tom or anything else for that matter. Uh, he was, you know, a little more than just a, a greedy schlub who got caught stealing money from banks and wouldn't have even shown up on your radar except when the FBI attempted to apprehend them. He took control of a predator drone and used it against the FBI agents. And that's why they asked for your help in bringing him in is, you know, the guy was seizing control of high tech government military equipment with some kind of superpower, which uh, put it into your bracket of things to deal with. As far as you can tell, he's just, well, a, a greedy schmuck. And well, now he's just a greasy stain in the back of a trailer. But, but he had some sort of uh, connection to some metaverse somewhere because that somewhere. was how he had any sort of ability to hack into things with his mind and not be able to you know have to get through the normal computer access entries and things like that oh, that part is 100 percent correct yeah oh, we had him uh knocked out uh director hamilton uh pierce here the uh fbi wants to know if you want a forensics team to analyze the explosives and uh, the bodies from the this incident. Yeah, we're probably going to need that. 
let's get them on that. Um, the uh, figure out who all of these people are so that uh, we can send out notifications to family, that kind of thing. Um, I, I think. Statement. I think we should also get a we should get a list of the names of every single person and what they had on them in great detail, and uh, that should not be released to the families until we've gone over the list and we see if there's anything that we deem worthy of taking. I am also down with looting the bodies. I think that's fine. I like the way you think, kid. I mean, I grew up with Patrick. What are you going to do? That's true. Uh, I don't. I mean, I, the looting is cute, and I, I don't mean looting necessarily. What I mean is if. We don't, there might be a symbol or some, there might be a clue somewhere on one right. of these guys. And we right. cannot risk just giving that back willy-nilly and losing that, having it slip through our fingers. Yes, of, co of, of course. All right. Y'all are finished here. Uh, we should really get the jet back to the headquarters. It needs some serious work. Um, do we have somebody from the FBI here already at this point? Uh, you've got local law enforcement on the scene, and the FBI is en route. Um, yeah, we better stick around just to check in with the FBI when they get here. Um, Bruno, Bruno sits down on a piece of scrap metal or something that, that can function as a seat and starts picking at his shoulder to get a bullet out of it with a, the big knife that had stabbed him earlier. <laughs> It'll only be another 10 minutes, Rosie. We'll be all right. Uh, here's, I'll, uh, I'll give you a hand. You know, this is my favorite part. Of this whole government thing is where we gotta wait, and then we gotta repeat everything, and then they're gonna want to hear it again, and then they're, I mean they're make me go to a room, they're gonna make me say it again. It's great. It's the best part of the job. Oh no no, no. we're not going anywhere. They'll get here. I'll pass it off to them, and we'll be out of here. Need be you know once they get here, be ten minutes. That's it. It oh. takes about twenty minutes for the first uh, FBI agent to show up and get on the uh -huh. scene. Uh, sorry about the delay. We uh, don't have a field office near here. I got here as quick as I can. We've got a forensics team uh, on the way to analyze the uh, explosives that were used, and uh, we'll we'll get some IDs on the bodies as quick as we can. Thanks. All right. Uh, is there anything else we can do for you guys? Nope. Uh, basically, we're going to hand it off to you and um, head on back. Um, we're going to need details on uh, everything you come up with. Uh, if there's, we've got tattoos. We're trying to figure out where all these people came from. Most of them were taken out. The two injured are in the ambulance over on the right there. And uh, we're going to be... What do you want us to do with them? Uh, well, lock them up. And, uh, you know, they're go they're headed to the hospital. They're, they're pretty close to death's door. So they're going to need some serious treatment. But uh, keep an eye on them in the hospital. Standard uh, prisoner protocols. Yes, and uh, anything we can do to figure out who these people are and uh, how they're connected to one another. The, this was obviously some sort of um, uh, dummy mission. They were sent in uh, trying to free the prisoner, but the actual target was either killing the prisoner outright or taking us out. I'm not sure which. Understood. We will get you every bit of information we find as soon as we get it, sir. And All don't right. forget... I'll know if you're lying. I will I will also know if you're lying. Double okay. down. Two people will know if you're lying. Okay, sure they'd be lying, but they're right. Oh, so. oh no, it's mirrored. <laughs> Thanks, that was terrible. Bruno, I uh, I kind of don't think that we were the target, because if that's the case, they did terrible homework. They should have known that they wouldn't be able to take us out. 
that well, would just make the other dudes. But the dudes weren't. So that here's the, here's the situation. The dudes were sent on an ostensible mission to rescue the prisoner. That's what all of them were actively doing. But all of their vehicles were set to explode. They had enough information to be shooting rockets at the plane. So they had good intel that was enough intel to let them know what to do when they got here, but not enough, you know, it was, it was clearly a suicide mission. Like they, none of them knew going into this that either we or the prisoner was the target. They were trying to free that prisoner. However, whoever sent them on this mission, that was not their goal. Their goal was either killing the prisoner and they succeeded or taking us out and they failed. And the real question is which of those and why? Or killing them could have been just because they failed and they didn't want them to be interrogated. Mm, I don't think so. That, that blast was too soon. The... Anyone who has enough information to be launching missiles at an at a cloaked, invisible, high-tech plane while simultaneously taking out the truck and sending all their guys in. Obviously, it wasn't enough guys, but... Um, and the arms sucked. I mean, they came at us with rifles and pistols, really? Well, that's exactly it. The intel for what they were facing was solid if your goal was to convince people to attack us, but not that your actual goal was to rescue the prisoner. There's no way they're going to rescue that prisoner. But if their goal was not to rescue the prisoner, but to send in 24 stooges to get killed while also taking out either the prisoner or at least some of us, um, that was an ostensible threat. So... That blast could have uh, hurt us a lot worse if it had been thing that things had gone just a little differently. You know, honestly, uh, I think it was just a hello. Mm -hmm. Just like an acknowledgement that there's somebody out there and they do not like us. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> maybe it, it's 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 dirty. It's a uh, first of all, they knew where we were going. They knew exactly where we were. They knew that you were in the sky. Uh, so they had privilege to some information that they should not um, have gained access to. Man, I so love working with the government, let me tell you. Um, and did you notice that none of them even hesitated for a moment when we were invisible? As soon right, as I had the gas mask fine. on, they started shooting at me, and they didn't even blink as if that was an everyday occurrence. It might be everyday for us, but it's certainly not everyday for your average mercenary. No, it is not. Until. And if this is just a hello, and they're just mooks being thrown upon us, it doesn't matter if they send 24, it doesn't matter if they send 64. They knew we would beat them no matter what. Right. To send less so that you can keep more men. Uh, just enough to make convince them that it's believable that they could actually have a shot of mission success. Yeah. Hey, G hey GM. Yeah. So while we're waiting for the FBI do their thing, uh, I'd like to try a little bit of my own thing. All right, well, we're going to be doing a bit here where we're fast-forwarding over three days, so you've had three days to accomplish it. What oh. were you doing in three days? Okay, well, I do have an investigation skill. Excellent, and you did have a little bit of information there, so uh, why don't you go ahead and roll that for me for your own independent work. 
Peter by it's 10. Right, come in handy. Beat it by 10. That is a critical success. So you have the majority of the information before the FBI file even arrives on Bruno's desk. And so you're actually able to confirm yourself a variety of things that the FBI is only speculating about at this time. Which is, uh, first and foremost, you, uh, the initial impression that Rosie got is correct. These guys all were, at one point, uh, part of program tactical teams. And they were all brought together relatively uh, in the recent past, in about the past month or so, put together on a, in a large operation where they were given uh, a lot of intelligence information, which you're even able to access, which confirms a lot of what Bruno said. They knew that there would be a cloaked jet. They knew that they were dealing with metapilots. They even had a couple of files. In the case of uh, Rosie and Bruno, they had files on the both of them. They were able to read before going in. And uh, the information you were able to get is they uh, allegedly were being sent in to rescue this prisoner who was in uh, their statements that they received a program asset, which is something you know is blatantly false. But clearly, these guys that did the attack thought it was true. Uh, the other able, uh, piece of information comes from the uh, analysts on the demolitions themselves. Uh, these demolitions were triggered remotely, not on site by someone else. They used a satellite link up and tracing that satellite link up leads to that same dead end. Whew. And they were okay. also able to discover very importantly about said demolitions. They were concealed on the vehicles. It is unlikely that the individuals riding them knew that there were explosives on board. This okay. was not a suicide mission as far as they were aware. Right, because they're fodder. Who cares? They don't care if these people die. Yeah. So now we know as much as the FBI does. And uh, more, yeah, just in general. They've yet to get anything useful out of the two prisoners that uh, Rosie was able to rescue besides things that confirm the, the same information that you already have. All right. But there had to be a recruiting method of some kind, right? Either on a dark web or or th there's got to be something for the recruitment. It couldn't just be randomly walking down the street like uh, th there's got to be a connection between the people. Well, all 24 of them were used to be on program tactical teams. Every single one of them used to be part of the program before right. the program started. So, so, but there, there's got to there there has got to be a trail, right? Either an email, a phone call, a text. There has got to be something. This is they wouldn't just all magically get together again. There is, but that trail all leads back to that dead end in the sky, like it was sent from a satellite itself instead of sent from someone's phone or email. Which is, you know, possible for somebody to be that good with computers, but they would have to be, you know, beyond the level of Mac or Patrick or John Stone. They would have to be an absolute ace and have crossed their T's, dotted their I's, and have some serious equipment and financial backing to pull it off. No kidding. And frankly, you, neither of them really think it's possible for someone to be that good. They'd find them. Because they're closed-minded. Um, is there, no, is there that good? Sure, it all sounds like Tom to me. Yeah. And I just, if I can put something out, uh, put something forward while we're all here in this fictional space uh, discussing this. Um, 
Is there a possibility that we're kind of overlooking that? I mean, maybe, yes, of course, it could be Tom or a Tom of some kind causing a ruckus. Um, is there a possibility that there was something nefarious going on in the program before it ended, and this is just a natural continuation of that? So, um, sweet, sweet, honey, <laughs> sweet honey child, I'm going to, I need you to come yeah. see my I got, listen, I've only been told as much as I need to know, and frankly, nine times out of ten, I'm not paying attention. So, um, so Mac they is were a always, big voice. They were always nefarious bastards. Oh, great. Cool. Always. They tricked us, they used us, they tried to murder us, they manipulated us. That makes sense. I do remember things being a bit nasty a couple years ago when I got introduced to this whole thing. Right, So, because um, here's what you got to remember. Is that the only people who can look out for us are us. Not even these government people who think that we are working with them. No, they're still going to use us and abuse us and manipulate us to get what they want. And we have to be truthful to us and only us through this whole thing. That's the well, only no, way you're going to stay alive. No, no question about it. Um, I guess to a degree, my point still stands, which is... Is there a possibility that there's some segment or section or, I guess, different piece of the program that managed to survive all this? I mean, it's it's possible for it to survive. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Because we're all, all, in that case, we'd all be loose ends. we still got ties to the old thing, but we're aware of everything that has right. happened. We're also battery packs for them to use that they can get a hold of us. That's a good point. And, I mean, they were aware that wasn't going to kill us, I guess. I'm not saying this is definitely what's happening, because I genuinely have no idea. I just want to put that out there as something we can consider going forward, dealing with whatever the hell it is we're about to deal with. And we're with inside that, now. I should take off the glasses. With that, uh, Bruno's phone begins to ring. Well... Director Hamilton, uh, Kirk Dillon here, Langley. We have a situation we could use your team on. I'll transmit the data to you shortly. Uh, please gather up your team. Copy that, thanks. And with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with more Masters of the Metaverse Revelations. Hey, everybody, we are back with more Masters of the Metaverse Revelations here on the Zombie Orpheus channel on Twitch. We've had quite an episode so far with a mysterious attack while they were transporting a prisoner. Who or why it happened, they have yet to determine. Though there are all kinds of suspicions and accusations being thrown around in the process. And where we had ended, Director Hamilton had just received a call from a representative at Langley at the CIA asking for assistance in a situation. And where we're coming back in is that information has been passed down to uh, your analyst team, which consists of Thomas Wells and Dr. Jenica Clarkson, who do anal analysis and threat, uh, risk and threat assessment, for which uh, Thomas has a briefing ready for you. Director, uh, here is the situation as we understand it. An hour ago, a group of unidentified individuals stormed an estate in northern Spain. They've taken hostages, including three U.S. nationals and an ambassador. We're getting more details on these hostages, but it would appear that it was some sort of clandestine meeting involving the International Intelligence Committee. Uh, Spanish authorities have formed a perimeter around the area 
that have been warned any attempt to enter the grounds will result in the death of hostages. Uh, to illustrate this fact, the perpetrators used some 742 invasion tech to destroy several police cruisers and injure more than a dozen officers. The State Department has asked we get their people out in one piece and, if possible, rescue the other hostages as well. I uh, will transmit the coordinates to Pierce and forward along any additional data to Dr. Clarkson uh, as we procure it while you're en route. Aye, aye, Captain. You got it. Are you all right, Rosie? Yeah, why? You seem, you upset. seem upset. Oh, is that, oh, new, is that for new for me? Oh, oh. right. Right. Um, I need to go bubbly. Uh, yeah. yeah. some technical difficulties here as you might uh, be aware Ethan is invisible currently it's, uh, just, it's one of those things I can do it does happen on occasion yeah OBS is uh, being finicky with us it was um, so far twice today has been like running and then uh, not actually sending out a stream even though it's telling us it's sending out a stream so interesting is this uh, does it seem like this is a problem on my end uh, my broadcasting finding don't think so. Okay. Um, you look great on Skype. I can see you. You look beautiful. Okay, cool. I can see you just fine. It's just not showing up in uh, OBS. Ethan always looks beautiful. Hashtag yeah, Rosie Buffers promised. Um, Thank so you, Christian, nice. and happy birthday, Blal. Rosie Buffers promised. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh well. my God. Merck, that's hilarious. Thank you. Rosie Buffs for getting startled on stream. Not too sure. Oh. I even like in the camera I can see the yellow moving and I was like god something's gonna happen yeah you wow. know uh, an uncontrollable stream that starts and stops could be a sign of an enlarged prostate just saying <laughs> so does that make it OBS's prostate or Ethan's prostate I'm confused mm. I think it's my computer's prostate I've needed to replace this thing for the last five years Mm. I don't think I think it's actually on our end, but um, yeah, the echo's gone. Uh, we're still dealing with not seeing Ethan. I'm not sure why, but we'll tell Leo to check the prostate. Yeah. <laughs> I do not envy that. Yeah. No. Uh, and the flight to uh, Spain using the uh, advanced tech of the jet is re remarkably quick. In fact, it's only a two-hour flight to cross the Atlantic in your jet traveling at maximum speed at a high enough elevation. Wow. Yeah, she's very, very fast. You love to hear it. Blackbird. Of course, to travel at that speed means that everyone has to be strapped in in a seat and can't just wander about the plane. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so you travel for the two hours to uh, 
rural rural northern Spain. In the process, you got a little bit of video footage from the uh, initial attack when the officers showed up. Because Christian is an excellent person who will blow, tackle her gore some people, I will give this buff to someone other than Rosie. Hooray. Hashtag McBuff. Uh, when they attempted to make contact with the manor house through the phone line, they were told that if they attempted to approach, the hostages would be killed. Uh, James, I don't know if it's not coming through on yours. We, there's a tip that happened during that whole thing. Uh, but we're, not, we're not getting the tip noise, but Blarlack, just so that I think they all heard it. But because Christian is an excellent person who will tackle hug awesome people, I will give this buff to someone other than Rosie. Hooray, hashtag MacBuff. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, thank I you will so use it well in being wonderful. invisible. Thank you so much. Thank you, birthday boy. You're so Thanks. kind. Uh-oh. Uh, I, I, Bruno has now disappeared, too. It's black oh, screen. Nice. <laughs> We're going to end this, and it's going to be just James at the end. That's, that's a horrible, horrible thing. That's, uh, I hope that's not the case. I don't want that at all. I Sadly, think that would work after this. Playing with himself. Right, so we get so, to Spain. A few hours later in northern rural Spain, you are, get the message from the cockpit from Pierce. Bring her in now, Director. I'll keep her quiet and cloaked just east of the property until you say otherwise. Uh, Mac, with your uh, telepathic powers, you can sense the presence of 80 police officers forming a perimeter. They are currently worried, upset, concerned, bored. There's a pretty even mix. Uh, within the grounds, there are four separate buildings, which you can sense individuals in. In the main house, you can sense 18 people. Twelve are below ground and very panicked and distressed. There are three determined and wary individuals in that same space with them. There are three more moving about that house. Uh, silent, or excuse me, there's three more moving about that house. They are very alert, very alert and wary, and wary as well. As well. There are two there are outlying, two outlying buildings, buildings with five individuals, individuals in, each. in each. They seem, they to, be seem to be anticipating something and are also, and are also very alert. Uh, there is a, uh, a guest house near the main house, the main house contains, contains 11, 11 individuals. Seven, Seven are very panicked and upset. One of them, one of them you believe badly, badly hurt. And there are four, and there are four in the building with them that also seem very wary, alert, and determined. Interesting. That is relay this information. In many previous missions, Mac has been invaluable with this capability by simply staying aboard the jet and letting you know where everyone is and what they're thinking and feeling. It's warned you of an ambush many times in the past. And it also keeps him from getting shot. It's true. It sucks. It sucks to be shot. In general, the director keeps him in the plane because he is not a combat operative like the rest of you. Just saying. Uh, and you can the, bring me some. Mac, they're they're all inside, right? We you don't have any like a perimeter on a balcony of any kind. Not as far as I can tell, but I can't account for windows. Right. Uh, can we see any of them going by the windows? It is just before dawn, so it's pretty dark. Uh, switching over into thermal. Uh, every so often, yeah, you do get uh, heat something moving by a window, but uh, they're doing their best to even stay out of that. Wherever they are, they're smart enough to know someone could be using thermal or satellite images to try and find them and see them. And with, the thermal, go ahead. With, 
with the thermal, uh, are we able to pick up individuals with the thermal? Uh, only when they come near the windows. It doesn't uh, penetrate the walls of the buildings. Hmm. And I, I'm sorry. Um, can you just remind me uh, why they're holding these people hostage? No one knows. That has not been stated. Right. So this is this is another hello, right? I mean, this so happens. This happens one hour after after our thing. Uh, the only thing you've gotten from local law enforcement is that they were told that if they uh, breach the grounds, that the hostages will be killed. But they've yet to release demands. Right. So it's it's a trap. <laughs> so how how far overhead are we? Uh, you are actually just east of the property and on the ground at this point. The jet has landed. It's about 400 meters away from the property. Do just a little bit away from the uh, police setup perimeter. So I would like to uh, scan and see what kind of chatter I can pick up from either the good guys or the bad guys, preferably both. Uh, the cops are using, you know, unencrypted radios, but they're uh, on police frequencies. Uh, they're mostly just doing perimeter checks, making sure that they don't see anybody trying to slip out and seeming to wait for somebody to show up who can actually handle this threat. Uh, they're also checking on the status of their 12 injured officers who were hit by the initial main blast of high energy. Uh, the inside, you are able to pick up uh, a very, very heavily encoded frequency, um, and they're communicating, but uh, they they're speaking in some kind of code. You're not quite sure what it is yet, but they're not using normal phrases. What can, can you tell us the phrases they're using or? Jackhammer, able for chicken grounds. Oh, OK. So they, they sound it's they're using it's a, words, but they just don't make any sense together. Right. But it's also sounding mil, militaristic in some way. One hundred percent. They are using radio discipline. It's whatever they're saying. They've got some kind of. a. So I'm going to uh, you just, you know. I'm going to monitor the frequency for those things and just kind of chunk the data into patterns and, until I can figure out what those codes mean. All right. That might take a while, but you've got it going as a background that will constantly be running. Um, hey, hey, Mac. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to try something, but it's a little invasive, and I would like your permission before I, I do. Um. That prostate, I told you. <laughs> um, so, so your advantage is that y you know where they are. You can you can read their top thoughts, right? You can't control them, but you could, right? Yeah, I got locations in general, wherever their headspace is at. Right. So I'm wondering, uh, with my magic, if you if you let me uh take your body for a ride. If and then I could use your power to lock in on someone, and then I could open their eyes and see what they're seeing. I'll be honest, I don't know if it's going to work, but that sounds not. super, super cool, so I'm super down. Jump on in, kid. All right. I'm sorry, was that rude? You are technically my superior, I think. No, no, I, you said with love, you're fine. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Get in here. All right, Get give in. me the sorcery roll to attempt a co-op onto Max power set. All is right. there uh, some kind of help 
or ease of thing that can be done since I am willing to You are to not opposing this. it, which is uh, making it possible for her to do without you making a mind or soul check against it. So Sounds you're just great. letting her do it. So it's not resisted. But she still has to succeed. Uh, and I, I did beat it by five. Beat it by five. You are climbing in to Mac's head, and it's up. Uh, well, first of all, it's really cluttered in there. Uh, Mac is currently pursuing a master's degree and three different programs from college institutions. Uh, he's got two bachelor's degrees already. He's basically been going to college every single hour. Uh, he is not working with the team. He is spending online pursuing degrees, and so his brain is full of all kinds of stuff, along with a twisted mess of information on video games, explosives, uh, rifle velocities, and a tremendous amount of other information. I mean, how he can even think straight with all this stuff going in his head is kind of a miracle to you. That's yeah. the secret. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, <clears throat> uh, I don't know if you can hear me, Matt, in your head. Yeah, you, you, you can kind of hear her in your head. It's, it's weird. It's more like you know what she's saying rather than you hear what she's saying. But um, let, what, let's what just, so uh, just 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 pick one. I'm I'm gonna let you take the lead here. So you you find one, you pinpoint them, and, and you make that connection. And then I'm just gonna basically, it's like it's like a rainbow bridge. I'm just gonna use that connection to see what I can see. Okay. Are you ready to just be aware and not do anything hasty? I I will do my best. Okay. I'm thinking if if I'm a, if I'm reading everything correctly, I'm gonna put you in one of the rooms with the hostages. All right, I'll take that. Cool. Uh, so I am going to use uh, one of the three weary but aware and steadfast people in the room with the twelve very panicked people in the main house. Okay. All right. Below the main house. They are below the mask. Go ahead and give me another sorcery roll there, Rosie, to try and cross that bridge. Uh, also, it. points for creative planning. We like to have fun here. Um, what? Uh, hold on. I think that's a four, but these dice are weird. I'm just going to check. Yeah, that's a four. So that would be an eight. So um, I beat it by eight. But I want this to All be critical right. success, and I have three beautiful, beautiful buffs. You do. It's a good so, place to use one. Uh, I'm going to use it for the bus. So it's a critical success. All right. Because it's a critical success, not only are you able to briefly see out of this individual's eyes, but because it is a critical success, they have no idea you're doing it. Yes. So, James, I want to look around. Um, I want to see one. Well, you're not moving his head. You're just riding along. So let me uh, tell you what you see. As yeah, yeah. Pops in. Uh, it's a basement uh, area. It looks like a, a wine cellar, by the way. This guy, the, the racks are, are filled up. They have most of the people uh, are tied up and blindfolded and pushed together in one corner. They're dressed really well. Uh, these don't look like any of the servants or household help. They, they look like important people. Yeah. Uh, there are two armed individuals in the room besides the eyes that you're looking out of. Uh, they are all in some pretty decent tactical, oh, excuse me, the one you're in is in some kind of tactical gear, fairly similar, but not the same as uh, those, those program guys were wearing. And one of them standing nearest to the hostages is, uh, let me fast forward to that page, hang on, uh, is, uh, is a blonde man uh, wearing just like a T-shirt and jeans, doesn't even seem to have a gun in his hands. 
but he's uh, got a encrypted radio he's using, and he's just listening to uh, the radio chatter that's going on. And he's also got a radio that he's using to listen into the police frequencies as well. Does this, this blonde man look familiar in any way? Not particularly, but he's the only not masked up, not helmeted and body armored up. And he's not even carrying a gun, but standing over the hostages. Sounds yeah. like he's in charge. Question, or am I also riding along for this ride along? In fact, you are. You are seeing out of this guy's eyes as well at the moment because, well, Rosie's running the show. Uh, I would like to, if able, talk using my meat mouth that I still have control of, because in theory I don't really uh, have any powers inside this other guy's head other than being here. Correct. Uh, could you let the cops know not to talk about us at all on radio? Just to the other people in the room with us. Uh, presumably the other two-player characters. Yeah. yeah. That's a great thing to tell Bruno. That was awesome. Um... I'm sorry, would, what was that? To, for us to tell the cops not to talk about us? Right. Yeah, on, on radio specifically. They're okay. listening in, I think. Uh, so, um, I know that I'm just looking out of this guy's eyes, but mm -hmm. I, I would like to take in every detail of what the armed people look like. Uh, they're in some pretty high-grade body armor. They have a uh, bullpup-style uh high-caliber assault rifles. Uh, they've got grenades, sidearms. Uh, uh, in fact, the uh, body armor, now that you're able to have a closer look at it here as the guy's walking through and he gets nearer one of the guys, it looks like it's a combination of tactical body armor and pieces of 742 high-tech powered body armor, like somebody yeah. added them into their own body armor. So what do we hear? Uh, unfortunately, you've only got the eyes. That's right, I only got the eyes. Uh, what about reading lips? Uh, masked, except for the one guy who's listening to the radios, uh, the, the blonde guys, who doesn't seem to be talking. But uh, you can definitely tell those 12 hostages are uh, are panicked. Like, they're right. terrified. And the hostages aren't saying anything like, please, no, or we don't have it, or... No, they seem to be pretty silent, and judging by some of the bruise marks and one of them having blood trickling from a small wound. They, they've probably been uh, slapped around a little bit, too. All right. Uh, I've seen what I need to see, so I'm going to pop out unless, Mac, you're like, oh, no, I need more. I'm good, thank you. If you want to jump back in, let me know. That was that was super cool, actually. <laughs> that was really cool. Right, no, that was, that was, uh, that was cool. That's, that's a team-up for sure. Did, uh, uh, did any of them, were there any computers in there? They didn't seem to be carrying any. Okay, just wondering. Right, so it, it appears the hostages are in the cellar. Uh, they have been physically assaulted in some way. They definitely have a Metapilot with them. There is a hunk of beautiful blondness just <laughs> standing there in a t-shirt. I thought he was okay. Well, I'm, you know, I got a weakness for them, apparently, after uh, Mr. Legion. Um, some, okay. some fade over. But um, they definitely have a Metapilot with them, and we have I no idea. Give Rosie some water. <laughs> <laughs> Take a minute. Yeah, we have no idea what the uh, what his power set is. Um, everyone was masked up. The advantage here, though, is that um, I know exactly what the bad guys look like, and I am more than happy to make us an illusion that looks exactly like them. 
I, th I don't think that's a bad idea necessarily, but there is a concern. They didn't bring that many people with them, so they might recognize. Were they wearing, like, balaclavas or some kind of face covering? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I thought about it, and I thought a little more, and actually I think that's a good idea. <laughs> right. Uh, I was thinking we can at least gain entry or, or pass someone or somehow. I mean, I can uh, I can teleport us in, but we want to blend in once we're in. That is, yeah. if we want to just go in. I mean, I think there's that to consider and the hostages to consider. Is there uh a... And that was one group of hostages. Uh, you detected two groups of hostages, Mac. We could check out the other ones if you want. Let's do it. Get in my brain space. Brain space. Yeah. Uh, right. Similar thing going over to uh, one of the determined, presumably, guards in that situation as well. Yep. Um, I rolled a nine, so I beat it by seven. All right, uh, and then give me the second one for hopping into the eyes of your target. Keeping in mind, you need a critical success for them not to be aware something is happening. Oh, you mean like a three? That'll do it. <laughs> Once again, you hitch a ride uh, pinpointed on one of the individuals. There are uh, four of those uh, balaclava and armored-wearing individuals here. These ones... Uh, uh, these four of them, two of them, in addition to having the kind of patchwork 742 and tactical type armor, are carrying those plasma rifles that you saw the 742 invaders oh. using before. Oh. Uh, two hey. of them are just carrying the bullpup style rifles. They have seven hostages here. They look like uh, the, the the staff. There's uh, you know they're they're dressed like the staff of the manor, and one of them has uh, severe injuries and is probably bleeding out on the ground. And the other six are pretty panicked and uh, upset, but blindfolded and tied up. And there's that no... that one is going fast. Without medical attention, they're going to die. Right. And there's there's definitely no, like, what I assume is a metapilot in this room. There's a, there's no person who's not decked out. Didn't seem like it. I mean, two of them are carrying 742 plasma guns, which can, you know, blow up a car in a single shot. Right, right, but it's, you know, they're not, that's not metapilot power. Um, can we requisition those for the plane? You said these were the, the clearly the household staff? Yeah, those seven are all household staff that are being held hostage in this particular building. It's the guest house, which is the closest other building to the main house. So why did they separate, I'll come back out, why did they separate the staff from... The non-staff, do you think? Um, I mean, if they thought about it as hard as it thinks, looks like maybe they did, I mean, they brought a Metapilot, which they have separate from the two people with high-tech weaponry. Assuming so, they beat that person within an inch of their life intentionally to divert attention, we have our actual targets the government wants us to take in a different location than somebody who actively needs help right now. Right. So, so that's these, deliberate. These hosties, are any of them VIPs or are they just the people who are on the premises? Uh, the 12 that are in the main house are uh, State Department, uh, U.S. Ambassador, and uh, believed alleged members of the International Intelligence Committee. Okay. So can we jump into anybody's eyes in there? 
They already uh, did one of the guardsmen there and saw them. Tied so up, blindfolded. That was that one, okay. Yep. So that there's was the first three hostages. So there, there's two mercenaries and a pilot with the high value hostages. Mm-hmm. Correct. Low value? Uh, there are four. Two uh, with standardized type rifles and two with plasma weapons. There are also three other individuals patrolling the ground floor of the manor house above the uh, group of hostages with the meta pilot. And so, then there are two outbuildings that have five individuals and each of them. So wait, in the, the ones with the high value targets, you didn't mention plasma rifles there. No, nope, they don't have that. Well, at least the two that were in there with the meta pilot did not have plasma rifles. They used to have uh, 30 caliber uh, assault rifles. Bull pups. Oh, okay, fair enough. That's powerful. I'm just wondering why I didn't put their, their heavy guns around the VIPs. Yeah, my assumption is for that diversion, because, you know, don't necessarily know if we're going to go for our actual target or for the people who need help right now. Which is also a real question that we have to ask ourselves. Here's the situation. We've got our intel. Rosie, there's nothing we've got going for us that isn't on your shoulders. Um, the only way that we're doing anything is some sort of sorcery because we're not getting in there without them knowing what's going on and being able to take out uh, alternate hostages. Well, Can you? How, how powerful... What do you think you can pull off? Can you teleport all of those people out of there? Before we get to that point, may I suggest... So we're we're out of the plane. Have we talked to the, to the authorities yet? The the police? Yeah, they've given you what little information they had, which was you know they got fired upon when they showed up, and they've been told to uh, stay out the property or the hostages will be executed. So that's it. That's all they know. Yeah. No demands. When they tried to close initially, two of their police cruisers were blown up with uh, one of the plasma weapons, and twelve of their officers were injured. Okay. Cool. They're a little overwhelmed. Got it, Bruno. Um, uh, James, I'd like to do a detect magic spell to see if there's any blockage of any kind anywhere or in the area. Yeah, go ahead. Give me a sorcery I mean, for detecting magic. If they know that we're meta pilots and they had a file on me, then they, they have to be expecting me to use sorcery. That makes uh, sense. That is... That is... An, Eight. Um, so that would be. I beat it by ten. That's actually going to get you something. Uh, this this was exceptionally hard for you to pull off. Uh, there is no one on the grounds currently using magic, but just as you're about to give up the search, you get the little a little tickle at the back of your head, and you are ninety nine point nine percent sure. Someone else is uh, using something similar to you and is using magic to watch the grounds right now. They're just not here. Oh, interesting. I'm going to tell you all. You guys all know that now. So if we got to get in there, will your invisibility stuff you pulled three days ago be enough? I mean, it. it's possible. I like, I like Bruno's idea of... of 
teleporting the hostages out. I mean, I've seen them now. Absolutely. So I. Twelve people is a lot to try and teleport. Right. That's the thing, though, is that like, I mean, I can write a haiku for it, but I still don't know. There's still a lot of people to try and teleport. While we are being observant, um, I like to, you know, do some scans, and my my notice skill is pretty high. So I want to see if there's anything that uh, isn't obvious that I'm, that we're overlooking before we plan this yeah. out. Go ahead and give me a notice check there. Rosie, um, you, you can uh, kind of read signatures sometimes of other people's magic. It couldn't be like Tessa or anyone else that we're familiar with at large that's doing that investigation, is it? James? You don't think so. Dave is very unfamiliar. Very Even the kind of magic being used was kind of unfamiliar. Interesting. What you got there, John? Beat it by 11. Beat it by 11. A critical success. You're going to want to figure out a couple of things uh, from analyzing the situation using your judge opponent and from looking around at the grounds. There is a lot of uh, undergrowth and uh, like trimmed and specialized hedges and a lot of landscaping on this side of the property for the uh, approach to the buildings. Uh, there's also a lot of security cameras and the like, but you believe that it would be absolutely possible for someone with even a basic amount of covert training to just simply physically slip through the grounds without being seen by cameras and more than likely not triggering any of these magic alarms of whatever kind might be present. Really? Just going old school might be the way to pull it off. That's what you like to hear, In isn't fact, it? with your judge opponent, you're pretty sure that they prepared for the fantastic, but not for the mundane. Hmm. You gotten any read on the uh, on that coding yet, John? Picking any any of their uh, code out to what they're saying? The communication's been too infrequent, but here you think they're they're checking in with each other. Yeah, just just basic perimeter checks and. Uh... Nothing specific yet. They're, they're maintaining a lot of radio silence, so I'm only getting things here and there, but uh, not enough to piece together to make a real uh, code breaker. So here's the thought: if there, um, if there's a timing to it, they might be every 10 minutes doing a check-in or something like that. That'll give us how long we have between check-ins. If you can. Uh, scramble their signals in such a way that it doesn't create a static or anything like that, but just makes it so that it sounds like their radios are still on silent and nobody's talking. That gives us the opportunity to take out one group and have 10 minutes to rescue those hostages while we move on to the second group. Um, I don't know if that would work because I I imagine if somebody misses a check-in time, it'll alert someone to go and do a physical inspection of some kind. That's That's what I would think. Right, so with the silence, how far apart are those check-ins? That's the first question. About 10 minutes. He's got it right. It's about 10 minutes between each one of those check-ins. Fairly standard military ops. Um, so that gives us 10 minutes. So what we need to do now, is be Hold on. Here's what I can do. So I have... Uh, this. This is... I can replicate the sound of and you know everything's fine all clear kind of thing and just play it back to buy us more time 
just just like over the channels, everything's clear, you know, all the same check-ins. Because we've been here long enough that I've gotten a full cycle of check-ins. Yeah. And yeah. So if I play it back to, to everybody and just everybody just hears that they're all checking in okay, that could buy us another round of check-ins that we don't have to worry about. Can we confirm that the check-ins are consistent and, and the manner in which they're given could be repeated and they don't have some sort of cycling cipher? Passing back through them all on the recordings, you absolutely can pull that off, John. Um, <clears throat> I like where you two are going with this, um, and I would just like to throw in that I think we need to give them what they want. I am more than happy to, to provide a giant, magical distraction something that they they knew it was coming and I'm just going to fall right into their hands while you guys sneak in the back. Here, here's my concern. If they're serious about executing hostages, if anyone enters the grounds, the distraction might be cause for them to execute one as a demonstration uh, to try and get us to back off. Right. So I do hear that. Um, I, I'm, I feel like I can do my magic uh, without entering the grounds. Like, no, you know, I, I can just, I saw the guy, I can just talk to the Metapilot. Um, also, um, as horrible as this sounds, I obviously want everyone to come out alive. But um, if the choice is we lose one and save all of the rest, then that's the choice we make. <sighs> and I know you don't like that because, of course, we want to save everyone, but... We, we also can't sit, they're also just going to start killing them, hemming and hawing, if we don't do something. Right? I, uh, uh, alternate plan, if I may put it forward, Director. Um, we keep that on a back burner. We leave it as a definitive possibility we can, we can bust out if we need to. I can, even if you don't call back on radio to try and maintain silence, I'll be able to tell if something has gone wrong with you, and I can relay that and you can do your big bombastic plan. So here's what I'm thinking. Um, the three of us go in. Rosie, you're with us. We'll all suit up in uh, body armor and everything so that we're, we've got some protection in case anything goes wrong. We go in to the lower level hostages first where they have the help and the injured person. Um, John silences their radios. We wait for the very next uh, activation of the cycle. Once that cycle is complete, um, John silences the radios. We move in on the four guards down there immediately. Rosie, you do what you can to provide defense. Hashtag uh, meta search for all can Rosie add a fake hostage to each group for them, them to out. shoot first. Um, Some sort Max, of simulator like a poked or a substitute. On, uh, Something with clouding uh, magic the so they don't realize we'll the fake is extra. Too, just in case one of them is uh, um, infiltrating, but primarily keep an eye on not just the four we're taking out, but anyone else in the building getting a clue that something's going on downstairs. <laughs> Once those are secure, we can then move upstairs and get those hostages out as fast as possible um, or get them medical support or whatever's needed. Right, um, Really quickly, I don't know if you guys heard, Merck, Merck just did tip 10 bucks. Oh, oh. So thank you, Merck. Can Rosie add a fake hostage to each group? Um, oh, my screen changed. Oh, oh ah. So they don't realize the fake is extra, like a pokey doll or a substitute. Yeah. Uh, I like that idea. Um, um, 
Bruno, uh, if if we if you're taking me in with you, sure. what I am doing in that room is I am putting up a sound bubble because if any sound is heard from the other room with hostages, they're gonna freak out. We have to silently take them out and free the hostages. Yeah, that sounds like a solid plan. So I, I, I'm just gonna create. You know, like our old friend Aqua, time bubble, but it's going to be a sound one so that they are not made aware um, of the sounds coming out of the room. Because if they see us, they're going to shoot. And those plasma raffles are not quiet. They are not. And they also go through everything. Um, shit. Yeah, they blow up a lot of stuff. Also, can we please bring some of those back if you have, you know, the time? Like, obviously, saving people's lives, completing the mission, that takes that takes precedence. I would... Love to get my hands on one without we'll having to go through. Thank you. Because, you know, requisitioning one properly through the proper channels takes a long time. And every time I've done it before, I've gotten a lot of no's from top brass. Right. But I mean, I will throw out there if I'm doing a big magical distraction that's noisy, I do provide you some of that sound protection. It's true. All right. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, this, they, they clearly want us. I, I think you're probably right, but I don't want to risk the hostages. We need to eliminate the hostage situation first, and then we can deal with them and what, what it is that they want out of us. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm guessing Bruno, Rosie, you're putting on body armor, correct? Yep. All right. So you want me to come with you, right, Bruno? Yeah, I want you in the room so that you can make your choices quickly and easily. And uh, you know how to you know how to handle a gun as well as anyone else does. So, all right, uh, tactical body armor is going to give you an armor score of twenty while you're wearing it, unless someone decides to call the shot an area where body armor is not at. Cool. Even though you're not going in, you also have the option to put some on yourself, Mac. Uh, for John, it's not going to help you because your own physical body is tougher than the body armor is. I'm just going to slip this on, because I fully expect for things to go terribly wrong. And last time, I got blown up. Will it reduce the effects of a plasma weapon? Unfortunately not. A plasma weapon is capable of hurting you, but not by much. Fair enough. All right. From a plasma weapon before you're too worried. Uh, The infiltration team, I'm going to need stealth checks from to get onto the grounds undetected. Stealth. S T E L F. Stealth. Um. Which I beat by six. Beat by six for John. Beat by four. Beat by four for Rosie and uh, Bruno. Five. Beat by five. So the team is stealthy as all hell as they go through the grounds. If you didn't know exactly where they were by their thought patterns, Mac, you wouldn't know they were there. They're using the hedges, creeping near some of the retaining walls, slipping over things without making a sound. And they make it past the two perimeter buildings, which only have the, uh, the, the groups of five men in each one who are on watch, and make it to the guest house where the group of seven hostages, the help, is being held. The three of you, you guys are outside of the building, tactical team. What's next? So uh, I'm going to 
do another notice check just to see if there's anything that's going to help us get in here stealthily. Give me a notice check there. And just be prepared that probably the minute I do a spell, we're setting off some alarm. Beat it by 10. Beat it by 10. John, uh, the front and back doors of the guest house are rigged up with a uh, explosive booby trap. Uh, a Claymore mine is set for each one. Hmm. Okay. So, so the front and back are mined. Not so much going to be a problem for me as damage, but it will definitely uh, alert people to our presence. Oh, yeah. And um, there are four windows on the guest house, um, of which you believe the bathroom window, while the smallest, is most likely the best chance of entering without being spotted or heard. Okay. Assuming that the uh, individuals that Mac detected haven't moved, as they would be on the opposite side of the house. Okay. Um, now, the mines, can they be deactivated? Like how are they triggered? Just, just they're, by... just, they're manual trip wires. Yeah. Anyone with a decent amount of covert ops experience or uh, demolitions experience could easily uh, take care of that. Okay, so we can go in the front because I can, well, I can very likely. And what about Bruno? You have demolition? Oh yeah. I know I, yeah. So one of us could very likely. Mines were a lot of fun, and um, I'll tell you. <laughs> so if we want to try, I'm sure one of us could uh, likely disable, and we could try going in the front anyway. Um, or we could go into the the bathroom. What's the what's the relationship as far as the location of the four targets versus the? Uh, uh, hostages currently. Uh, two are very close, and two of them are moving throughout uh, what you would guess would be the living room and kitchen areas. Okay, so what I'm thinking is um, one of us goes in the front door, the other one with Rosie, we set up once Rosie's got the sound bubble and the uh, check-ins have gone off and we've silenced their radios. We uh, just take them out, the two that are close to the hostages, just take them out through the windows. And then the third person goes in through the front door to start dealing with the uh, other two so that we don't have the chance of them taking out the hostages before we can deal with them. All right, the director has called the football. I'm going to need an advanced tech roll from John Stone for his radio shenanigans. I'm going to need a sorcery roll from Rosie for creating a soundproof bubble. And I'm going to need a covert ops or demolitions roll from you, Bruno, for disabling the uh, explosives on the front door. Yeah, just a reminder, be pre- I mean, like, I'm going to do this spell, but that could set off one of the alarms, so be prepared. I'll let you know if anybody picks it up. That's a nine for my advanced tech roll. Excellent. I beat my demolitions roll by four because I rolled really badly. Still um, good enough. Okay. I'm going to use a rosy buff so that I can beat it by six. Excellent. Uh, sound is stopped from leaving the immediate vicinity. You can still hear things inside of the bubble. They just right. don't leave the bubble. The uh, check-in goes off, and then uh, John jams the radios, but not so that it can be detected that they have been jammed. Bruno takes care of the mine. And then in through the front door, uh, through the windows, people are going to use uh, 
Uh, that's Rosie and John Stone. You're going to get one shot each at attempting to down a uh, one of the uh, hostiles inside. And then, Bruno, you're going to have to deal with the two that have the hostages. Nice to one shot each. I, I have two actions, so is that still no. just one shot? Uh, well, you're going to get the two shots. Uh, so I guess, yeah, both of you actually have two attacks. So both of you are going to get two chances before we get into initiative. All right. Do you want just fighting, James? Uh, well, I, I would assume that you're probably going to be using a gun in this case because you're shooting through a window. Well, so wait, I'm sorry. So where are we now? We're, we're outside a window? Yeah, just... Bruno's suggestion was to uh, take the two that were moving through the kitchen and the living room from outside using windows. No, no, other way around. The two that are closest to the hostages from outside using the windows, while I go in through the front um, or the back, whichever, you know, wherever the other two are closer. The goal is to uh, okay. instantly... Okay, I that slightly backwards then. So Bruno's going to be yeah. going in through the back to get close to the two that are by the hostages. Or no. No, no, no. I'm not... You'll be the front because you're going to the living room and kitchen area where the two that are wandering are. You want Rosie and John to take out the two that are guarding the hostages. Exactly. That's what yeah. Okay. So that those two can be eliminated before we're into initiative and they have a chance to harm the hostages. Okay. I see. So I have something I want to try out. Never done it before. Okay. This is going for stealth, and uh, so I have my um, static charge. Yes. But what I want to do with it is, um, rather than the normal kind of thing, I, I I want to modulate my charge. What I want to do is I want to interrupt the electrical impulses of their brain and just make them pass out. Hmm. Excellent. I can have space when to shut their brain off, they go to sleep. All right. You can definitely give that a shot. Uh, what about yourself, Rosie? How will you take care of your target? Uh, um, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll just put him to sleep if you let me cast two spells. Yeah. Yeah. You have two actions, so two spells, just like John's using uh, advanced tech followed by uh, shooting to modulate right, well, I mean, frequency. Because yeah, one of my spells keeping the sound, exactly. So, yeah, uh, I will totally do it. Cool, I beat it by nine. All right, we're going to have a sleep one. John, will you give me an advanced tech to modulate the frequencies of your shock? Beat it by six. And then give me a shooting test for connecting with the static charge. Beat by seven. Both of them go down as Bruno breaks through the door, weapons in hand. In this case, there are, a, you know, a suppressor on the end of it. And give me two shooting tests, Bruno, to see if you can drop these two. Uh, you're going to need to take called shots because of the body armor if you intend to drop them. Okay. So first one, um, what is a called shot do you plus... It's going to be a penalty of uh, four in this case. Penalty of four. Um, so that's a nine minus four is five. Beat it by five. Okay. That'll do it. And second one. Uh, minus four. So let's see. So beat that one by nine. And in about three seconds... There are two unconscious and two dead hostiles in the building. Targets are down. Uh, Mac, you have not picked up any change in the behavioral patterns of any of the other hostiles on site. 
Cool. Well, though the four that were holding the seven hostage, uh, two of them are gone. You can't detect them anymore at all. And two of them are now sleeping. Um, I'd like to run another detect magic check to see if I've set anything off. Absolutely. I got a five, so I'm good. You don't think so. You are still certain that whoever is watching is watching, but they didn't know that you used magic. Okay, good. Cool, cool, cool. I try to send a message, and then I remember that uh, comms have been jammed. No, their comms have been jammed. Your comms are fine. Nobody seems to have noticed anything. I think you kids are good. Uh, status on the hostages. Doing uh, about the same. Doing uh, about there's the same. a little bit uh there's a little bit of confusion by the seven that are in the uh, building with Bruno right now. Uh, the like people where something you happened. Definitely having a weird time. But they're not dead. Maybe go talk to him, Bruno. Yeah. Go get him, Tiger. Or excuse me, sir. James, you had said that one of them was injured before. Yeah, it looks like he one of them was shot. He's uh, uh, not good. He's not in good shape. All right. So Bruno heads over, um, slings the gun, and runs over and checks on that person first. See see what the status is. Uh, he's pretty bad. He's lost a lot of blood. Um, is it? Has he gotten first aid? Has he got something on it? No, they just left him. Like okay. Uh, terms of one of the other hostages, um, tell him to grab a towel or whatever's nearby, um, and we uh, do some quick triage on the uh, injured hostage. Excellent. All right, and you've got Rosie and John are coming in to join us. Yep, you've been John, but are joined by Rosie and John. You have liberated the group of seven hostages, uh, of which one of them is now being getting medical care. Great you job. Have two unconscious hostiles on the ground and two dead ones. John? Pardon? Um, let's uh, trust up the unconscious uh, host, uh, unconscious uh, perpetrators, and I'm going to go dismantle the um, other explosive on the other door. Give me another demolitions roll, would you? Beat it by seven. Beat it by seven. You take care of that Claymore as well. I can uh, check on the... Bro, do you have medical? Um, I mean, I've got basic first aid, you know. Okay, so I so I have uh, medicine as, as a skill, so I can check on the, the guy that's bleeding out and stay Yeah, you, uh, you think you might be able to help him out, John. Cool. Uh, oops. Dang it. Missed the roll. However, I missed it by two. I have a bonus of two to roll. So I, yeah. yeah. You are able to stabilize him. Uh, he's obviously still going to need medical care, but he's not in any danger of dying in the immediate future. <laughs> All right. Um, so we tell the hostages that... Uh, um, they're basically safe at this point. However, there's still guards outside, so we're not going to send them uh, immediately uh, out um, in order that they stay safe and that we're going to go and take out the next group of uh, perpetrators and that um, 
either we or paramedics will be back to help them out um, in probably about 10 minutes. They're uh, still a little panicked, but there's a, there's a little more excitement to them, a little more uh, like elation, happiness that they're, they feel safe again. And they, uh, they agree to wait, They'll wait until you tell them otherwise, that they will sit right here. And they all seem to be kind of echoing the sentiment. Yeah. I don't think we got any uh, moles in there. Everybody seems genuinely pleased about this. Good. Perfect. Um, okay, what's the status of our, of our uh, perpetrators on the second floor? Uh, the main house, which is not very far from you, is uh, where the two floors are, where there's hostages in the basement. Uh, there still are three people moving around on the main floor, and three of them uh, in the basement with the hostages. They haven't changed. Should we go upstairs first and take out those guys so that they're not a threat? Yeah. Let's do that. All right. Give me another set of stealth checks, infiltration team. Stealth. Ooh. 11. Beat about five. Did you beat it by 11, Bruno? I beat it by 11. Wow. Beat it by it four. It helped that, uh, that last mission to myself, so. Uh-huh. It's a critical. You're so stealthy, you can't even see yourself. Yeah. It is, uh, it's pretty fancy. You are across the grounds to the main house. Uh, even getting across the open driveway, which is fairly, you know, expansive, using some of the nice, fancy cars that are parked there for cover, and make it up to the main house, which has a main floor, and, of course, the uh, wine cellar that you're aware of. There seems to be no exterior entrance to the wine cellar, but there are four separate entrances to the main house. Uh, essentially, there are two on the back side of the house where a extremely large deck has been built onto the back with a, a fancy barbecue and a hot tub and a covered area. And it's it's pretty uh, well to do. There's a really large main entrance in the front. And then a side entrance over by the guest house that you guess is probably a servant's or help entrance and probably leads into a kitchen area. So there's only three guards on the main floor, um, but there's four entrances into the building? Yes. Interesting. Um, I think probably uh, each of us takes a guard. Seems the most yeah. obvious. Go get them, tigers. Um, you guys can both do it silently, so I'll go for a silent attack as well. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah, if, you're, if, we're, if we're all going to be silent, then I don't need to do a bubble. I'm just going to put mine to sleep again. Sounds like a plan. Um, How are you getting into the building? Where are the guards? Uh, they are currently moving. Uh, there seems to be a, a pretty set pattern to it, too. They're patrolling that bottom floor. Okay, so um, easiest thing is uh, the two that can shoot you know, electricity and spells through windows can just take out two by a window. We'll work with the same strategy, and I'll uh, go in through a door, um, check it out, make sure that the none of these doors are set to blow. And Which wait door are you going for? Uh, well, it depends on the pattern of the guards. So okay. based off of where the where the guards are, are from what Mac can relay to us for... Uh, One of the back doors will probably be easiest for you in that case. And give me a notice check to see if you can... Uh, find any hidden surprises uh beat it by eight. Oh yeah it is uh 100 also wired up with the claymore okay so i'm gonna defuse that do be careful beat it by five 
All right. And then we're going to need another round of a sorcery check from Rosie to put to sleep. I'm assuming, John, you want to use the same tactic to put your opponent unconscious. So I'll need an advanced technology followed by a shooting test. And for Bruno, how are you going to take your opponent out quietly? Um, so we're waiting until he is around the corner from this door. Um, yes. And on the go that Mac gives all three of us, um, I'm going to basically open the door up like it was just another day, walk in, and um, take him from behind. Hand-to-hand combat? Okay. Oh, yeah. Hand-to-hand combat. So I'll need a fighting on behalf of you. Uh, I beat my roll by three, James. By three? So, this is interesting. Beat it by 12. Okay. Beat the shooting test by seven. Okay. I actually missed the technology test by one. Uh, well, missing it by one in this particular case, I'm going to give uh, you a search. Oh, there you is do a, have a meta search. Use it. Use one. There is one? Oh, yeah. Take it away. Yeah. Fail nothing. That makes it even better. That's uh, using the power of the metaverse and chat, and you did not fail then. Thank you, chat. You actually beat it by one. Yay. Thank you, chat. And uh, you uh, hit him, knock him, him unconscious with the blast through the window, which because of the nature of the attack, doesn't even break the window. It simply passes through it and hits your target. Uh, Rosie, you put him to sleep. And Bruno, you slip through the door and plant the knife uh, up through the throat and through the uh, chin into uh, the brainstem of your target. Whoa. Love it. All right. Okay, quiet. Still no change in their patterns, Max. But three yeah. of them, uh, two more are now sleeping, and one, again, just disappeared. It's no longer there. You're clear. Nobody's noticed. Let's keep or going. At least nobody here. They got some all-seeing eye in the sky. I got nothing about that. All right. Now the other three down below us, they're not actually watching the door. They're just kind of broken. Looking at you, I can read your mind. Sorry. Uh, two of them are roaming that are uh, downstairs. One of them is still positioned next to the hostages. Hasn't moved this whole time. Is that the that was the one that we tapped into his eyes, or is that the, the one that's pilot? not moving? Uh, would be Rosie's alleged meta pilot. Mm. See, that's the real threat. So, how do we access him before we have to worry about the hostages? Say, mm. I, I still stand by that I draw him out, but. Well, if you want to do that after everybody else is done with, that would be the time. There's no hostages by anybody other than the house that you're in <coughs> at this point, so. Mac. Unless they got explosives. Well, maybe, or maybe this is this is a question for James. Shoot. If Rosie and Mac do the same thing they did before, but on the Metapilot, because they are a Metapilot, would they be aware? You don't know. And could, and could I communicate with them would be the other question. Like, you know, like when you when you hear the meta pilot in your head. I mean, you're not sure you would even necessarily need Mac this close to try and communicate with somebody downstairs mentally. That's Would true. you end up forcing the pilot out of the avatar? There's only the one entrance to the wine cellar, right? That's correct. There is yeah, one entrance to the wine cellar. I, I'm guessing he's like us. Like it's—he's not connected to anyone, but he's got their powers. Um, 
I'm just wondering, like, if I, you know, if I, if I communicate mentally and I'm just like, you know, uh, like, so what do you do? Or like, you know, being like, so we both know that this isn't going to end well. You know, I don't know, like, something. Question for James. Sure. Uh, can I try and use some of my super slick secret hacking skills uh, and uh, also our connections to try and get sort of a uh, the blueprints for the house in some capacity? You already have them. Oh, great. Cool. Uh, how thick is the floor between the wine cellar and the first floor? Uh, pretty standard. You know, it's just some uh, lumber flooring. There's some insulation and then another set of lumber. I mean, I'm just uh, gonna, the I'm corner gonna... that the hostages are in and the alleged meta pilot is sort of at an angle where it would be under the concrete uh, that's for, for the uh, back deck is. But the entrance area of it, uh, the front half of the wine cellar is almost right underneath the house itself. You could just go straight to the floor, like you're saying. Okay. Uh, this is a thought. If you want to do what you're talking about, uh, we could get possibly Bruno positioned. I could do some finagling and situate it. Get Bruno positioned directly above the mundane guard. And uh, it's like a little down through the floor, a little uh, pew-pew or punch or something. You make it through. It's mostly lumber and insulation over on the side that one's on. But uh, if you're going to try and talk to the other guy, the metal pilot, just in case something goes exceptionally wrong, uh, I think that's what makes most sense. Be sure that we can take care of the mundane and keep the hostages in minimal risk. Yeah, I'm just wondering whether it sounds like the... Based on those blueprints, the placement of where the hostages are is under concrete, so we couldn't drop down. I'm, I'm thinking about trying to get us between the hostages and the pilot. That's one of my... So, so wait a second. Are you, were you, if I follow what you're saying, you're saying to get under the, the meta-pilot guy or over him? Well, Mac was suggesting we, that we could... Uh, basically shoot through the floor to take out the two standard guards. Yeah. Which leave Rosie talking to the Metapilot to keep them from deciding to randomly kill hostages would be the goal. Um, my first instinct is to get us, you and me, between the pilot and the hostages, but it doesn't sound like there's a way to really effectively do that. There might be. Um... For fun, right? Uh, I don't think the door the, is the door locked. I guess we don't know, but I, I assume the door isn't locked. Or if it's got a a thing in front of it, we can get off, we can get rid of it, play more, and we can probably unlock it as well. Um, what if I walk in as Tom, just to see? Okay. What their reaction is. But then also, once I'm in the room, I can teleport you instantly to right in between them and the hostages. I'm not sure they know who Tom is. Other I'm than not that. either, but what if they do? I mean, if you're going to walk in there in the first place, if that's what we land on, you don't really lose anything from trying that. Right, either they don't know who he is and we get nothing, or the meta pilot knows something that the rest of the losers don't know. It's certainly possible. Yeah. 
And then I just um, instantly teleport you right in between. And then so we're, we're then we're around the hostages. You know, we're on both sides of the hostages in that sense. Can you, can you time your spell to teleport John and I between the hostages and the pilot right as you walk in that door? Yep. Um, I'm going to go check the door for explosives first. And You're going to notice, Jack. Ooh. I'm going to use my chat plus 10. Uh, I make it by 10. <laughs> Critical success. Oh, yeah. There is not only uh, something wired up to it, but it's not an explosive device. It seems um, like it's quite a silent. It seems quite of a of alarm has been wired up to it. So, yeah, there's an alarm that is wired up to it. If somebody opens that door, uh, they're going to know it. Um, can I use covert operations to uh, dismantle it? You can give it a shot. That's better. Beat it by five. You think that you have taken care of the alarm? Yeah, think. Right? Like yeah. Uh. Hold on a second. So, with my uh, computers and or AT skills, can I confirm to take care of the alarm? <laughs> Go ahead. Give me a computer's check there, John. Yeah, good call. Because I'm suspicious of James' qualified answers. <laughs> As you should be. Beat it by 12. Beat it by 12. John, uh, you are 100% certain he was able to disable the alarm. Uh, you are also 100% certain that somebody knows that he just disabled that alarm. Oh, boy. Guys, we, we're going to have company. Have I picked anything up during this? Uh, actually, you pick up something really unique in that particular moment. Uh, you, you can sense a change in the mindset of one of the individuals downstairs. It has now become excited. Is like, it one of the pre... Is it... Is it one of the two people who are, like, exhausted and resolved, the presumed guards, or is it one of the terrified presumed hostages? It's not one of the hostages. Is it excited like, yay, ice cream, or excited like, holy crap? Like, yay, ice cream. Uh, somebody knows you did that? Yep. Somebody's real excited about it. And it, uh, oh. surprise, surprise, it ain't one of the hostages. Please be careful. It's going down. I'm yelling timber. We better right. move. We better act fast. We, yeah. Uh, Harvin, what are you going to do? Look, they know we're here. We just should go in. Go yep, might as well. So, teleport. So, all right. Yeah. You can breach. And as you breach, I need a teleport, a sorcery roll from Rosie. Now's when shit gets real. Oh, oh, right. You said sorcery, right? Yep, I need a sorcery from you. Well, I beat it by three. Three is good enough to succeed uh, with just teleporting Bruno and John, who appear almost right next to the hostages, uh, sort of near that uh, blonde-haired tall drink of water that uh, Rosie liked the look of so much. And at that moment is when things get really Really interesting. Um, Mac, you immediately sense a lot more people, just like out of nowhere, that they just appear out of thin air. One of them is right outside of the jet. Bad news. 
Lots of people are, are behind the house and closing very fast. And it's at that particular moment that as uh, Bruno and John appear, uh, the blonde man smiles and then everything explodes. That bottom floor completely explodes. Everybody downstairs is going to take a 50 damage hit. All right. Yes. Make sure to subtract any armor you have from that. Uh, the hostages don't have any armor and are now dead. Good thing we did the other people first. Maybe. The two other uh, normal guards downstairs are also blown up in the blast. And uh, Bruno and John, as you had a very front row seat, uh, it looked to you, I mean, you, it looked to you like the guy, the blonde-haired guy himself blew up. Like, he blew up. So that's one of the things he can do. Yeah, we now know what his power is. That's a... Powerful ability. The uh, basement to collapse on top of everyone who happens to be downstairs. Rosie, as you had teleported everyone and we're still at towards the top of the stairs, you are not covered in the rubble, but the house is now on fire. And at this point, I'm going to need everyone to roll initiative. Now that's some good dice. That's an 18 for Mac. 20 for Rosie. Okay, 20 Rosie. 18. 18 for John Stone. Uh, you and Matt got to work out between the two of you who you want to go first. You take it. You're in the middle of stuff. Well, you take it because if you can send some stuff that'll help us do this better, it'll be That makes sense. I'll take it. Take it, James Rowland stuff. Okay. I've got these. It looks like Rosie's going to be the first person to get to go. Rosie, the entire basement just blew up. Yeah, I know. Give me two seconds. <laughs> Are our bodies able to, uh, since we're, we literally teleported in between us, put us between him and the hostages, are our bodies able to absorb enough of the explosion to even... Uh, protect a few of the hostages? You're not 100% sure, um, okay. but they've also been buried. If somebody's able to get that rubble off of them, they might have, they might not have. It's hard for you to tell. Uh, Mac, you are aware that two of the hostages are still currently alive. Good to know. They happen to be the two that were closest to Bruno and John. But they're barely alive. All right, I'm ready. Kick us off, Rosie, with that 20. Great. I'm going to cast a spell, but I got a haiku for it. Give me that haiku. Help me, my sister. 30 seconds back in time. Hashtag time bubble. Yeah. All right. Uh, that is going to be effective. However, it's only going to put... You thirty seconds back in. What? That's fine because then they're also, but then they're also thirty seconds back in time, as that's how time works. Yes and no. Uh, no, in this case, you're going to go thirty seconds back, so you can remove that damage from yourself. Just myself? It doesn't. It won't take me. You're time, not going to be able to save anybody else with that. You are not Aquamarine. Sorcery can't overcome everything. 
It's just a bubble. What are you going to do? In that case, I don't want to do that. Um, okay. okay. Uh, in that case, uh, um, everyone's covered in rubble. <laughs> um, hey, you fruit. Sorry. <laughs> so I think what I'm going to do is, uh, in that case, I will, I will just put, um, I want to lift everyone out of the rubble that I know. Everyone? Everyone? No, just the people on my team. The hostages are gone. They're dead. I'm sorry for them. So I'm just going to, like, Bruno and Stone, I want them to be out of the rubble. All right. Uh, go ahead and give me that sorcery test. Well, pause, pause, pause. I'm sorry. Why? And I ask why because I can dig outside of the rubble. So if you right. if you want to say that from now. I, mean, I, I don't know how long it's going to take you to get out of the rubble. And if I could instantly get you out so that you could instantly act on your turn. Okay. I rolled a six, so I beat my sorcery by ten. All right. You, uh, with a wave of the hand, push the rubble and flames away from both Bruno and John, clearing the space around them. Uh, this also clears the space uh, around the two closest hostages to John and Bruno, the ones that still have very faint life signs. Uh, next up, we're going to go to the individual right outside of the jet. Uh, the ramp is ripped open uh, by the hands of, uh, of a guy who's outside of that jet. Uh, he's, you, you, tell, you can tell he's English because he's got bad teeth. Uh, oh. He's about 6'2", maybe 150, kind of a beanpole, but something's not right there as he physically rips open the uh, Bombay-style doors on the jet with his hands. And strides sense. up into the back of the jet, grinning quite evilly at you. And that's uh, all the action he'll get to do on a 19, which drops this to yourself and John Stone. I got somebody in the jet. Hey, Pierce, take off right right now. Right now. Oh, Bruno, I didn't catch your initiative. I'm sorry. 11. Okay. Thank you. If he takes off and that guy is in the jet with you taking off? There's a plan here. Don't worry. Uh, well, it's not Pierce's action yet, so it's still on your turn. Telling him to take off is not an action. What are you actually doing? Great. Uh, I am going to try and go ahead and do my damn best to goad the shit out of this dude. Be like, oh, I see you're coming here with problems. They're really... They sent somebody as powerful as you are coming to deal with a little fucking twerp like me? That is so embarrassing. And then I am going to attempt to uh, goad them into it with a skill check, and I am going to run out of the plane. Uh, <laughs> and I would like to use my Mac buff to, since that's the only thing I'm doing, uh, critically succeed. All right, using laser focus to critically succeed at a taunt while running out the back of the plane. You dumb idiot! You're bottom of the pecking order, aren't you? Uh, oh, officers, please shoot this fantastic. man. Do, 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 do,
He ran out of the yes. plane, which is quite a ways distance from you at this moment. Okay. We're standing here. They're, they're the, ho the hostages. Now, these are some of the VIP hostages, right? Yep. Two of them are down. Uh, and just before all this broke loose, uh, Mac was able to let you know that two individuals were closing on the house from out of nowhere. Yes. And uh, there is no sign of the blonde-haired guy who just blew up a second ago. Um, all right. I, I'm going to try to do what I can to stabilize the uh, with my with my medicine skill uh, to try to stabilize these guys. Sounds good. Give me medicine checks. You buy seven. You did buy seven. All right. Uh, it takes you a moment, but you drop down to one knee and, you know, do the best you can with what you have on the scene. And they both definitely need a hospital. But at this point, after your, uh, your help, they look like they might actually make it to a hospital if somebody gets them there fast rather than just dying in the next few minutes. Fantastic. Is that both of my actions? That's going to take both of them. All right. Uh where that guy just exploded from uh, forms back together. He's standing there once again. Uh, he is now, however, uh, embarrassingly completely naked. And looks, looks rather tired as he sort of forms back together. Uh, that is the only action he can take this round. Because he can't just explode every round. Well, it's only totally embarrassing if you have something to be embarrassed about, if you know what I'm saying. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, embarrassing yeah. for some people, but other people are like, ooh, what's up? Yeah, I think that's more of a state of mind thing. Uh, Bruno, <clears throat> you're going to be going next. And, uh, of course, during that action, as uh, you told him to, Pierce began to take off. Good. Bruno says, John, take care of those two. Get them to the paramedics and um, tackles the exploding boy. All right. Give me a fight test. And uh, when I say tackle, as I see that he's formed back again, it's full-on sprint, dive out, tackle him, and wrap up and get him into a chokehold. Oh, yeah. Um, that beats it by 10. Beat by 10, that's a critical success. And then give me one more fighting test for the opposed versus the chokehold, and you get a plus two bonus to that from your critical success. Then that beats that one by 13. He struggles hard in your grip, but you just put it into him, and the two of you roll through some of the flames and debris, and after a few kicks, he goes limp. Good. Nice. Mm-hmm. You have put him down, Bruno. Uh, the next individual uh, is our last person to go. Uh, the two people approaching uh, Mac, you can tell again. I don't know if you want to forward your information on through comms. Become one individual, and they are going to use some sorcery on Rosie. They got a, they, they did a fusion. We're getting Dragon Ball up in here. Oh, God, I'm running so fast. <laughs> All right, Rosie, I'm going to succeed on my sorcery by seven, uh, attempting to hex you with anti-magic. 
You are going to have a penalty of seven to any sorcery checks you make. Whoa. Okay. You just have to be better. And that puts it back at the top with you, Rosie. Uh, okay. Um, but, but I didn't... Uh, um... Who taking care of him? Uh, sorry. Um, do I see who put it on me? Uh, yeah. You didn't get to see the two people become one, but there is a uh, a tall, rather elegantly dressed uh, Asian man uh, approaching. All right. Um, was it a secret Asian man? So, uh, what's your story, friend? He still seems to be muttering to uh, keep this hex going. Oh, you gotta concentrate, like, real hard. You gotta, like, mutter, huh? Okay. Cool. Uh, then I'm just gonna, uh, I'm gonna use, um, my bum rush and I'm gonna spear him so that it knocks the air out of him and can't do it anymore. Give me a fighting test, Rosie. Yeah. Cool. I beat it by 11. Ooh, that's a critical success. What does your bum rush normally do for damage, Rosie? It normally does 50. Whoa. And the target is prone. You hit him with the velocity of a truck. You feel ribs break, the wind just pushed right out of him, and you uh, manage to hit him against what, what's remaining of one of the... Uh, studs within the wall, which then breaks as it impacts with him, and the two of you roll out upon the deck, and his uh, his head just kind of rolls back and hits the deck, eyes closed. Hmm. Right. Nice. Stops me from doing magic. Yep, he's down, Rosie. Uh, Mac, you're next. All right, that's me. Uh, I think at least last turn, the... Uh, the bad teeth man went before me, so does it seem like he's following me? Um. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, I don't want to skip him. He is actually next. Uh, he ran okay. out of the back of the rig because you got that success on the top, and because, well, he's after you, not after the jet or Pierce. Beautiful. Uh, he made the jump from the still-rising jet like it was nothing, and as he hits the ground, he uh, kind of spreads his arms out, and you can faintly see, like, a... An image of like a rhinoceros appears around him and then fades away, and he begins running on all fours really fast right behind you, catching up. He's almost oh. upon you when it's your turn. Well, this is a bad vibe. Uh, as I notice this and he starts to catch up, I would just like to be sprinting directly towards uh, one of the multitude of police cruisers uh, surrounding this man's. And then I am just going to last second run right into it, push off, and just fall over to the side limply uh, to try and get him to run into it so I can uh, get a bit of initiative back and continue sprinting towards the guest house. Which All is, right, uh, you're basically going to be target. attempting the, the same kind of technique, so uh, give me that roll again. Great. Uh, I just kind of cheated last time with a store thing. What kind of skill do you want for this? Uh, can I use psychology? Absolutely, you can use psychology. I mean, you Beautiful. have been studying it at college. Maddie always said, rhinos were dumb. <laughs> That's it. That's all you get. 
Uh, however, I am going to succeed that by a two normally, and if you allow that absolute garbage improv I gave you, that would be by a four. That's <laughs> by a four. And he rammed into the police cruiser, and when he hits it, actually it's something in front of him hits it first, almost as if he was a rhino, and the rhino's horn would hit it rather than him, and sends the car spinning end over end into the field. And I'm just going to keep going. Down. Uh, then we'll go to John Stone next. Very good. Um, so can I use my judge opponent skill? Is that is that a skill? But, you know, it's ability. ability yep. Give me a notice check real quick to see how much you figure out. Who are you using it on? On Rhino Boy. On Rhino Boy. Okay. The heck is this guy's deal? Oh, wait. Sorry. Wrong dice. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Terrible. Cool. Beat it by 12. Beat it by 12. Uh, you are 100% certain he is a meta pilot. You believe he is uh, channeling different powers of different beast-like animals and utilizing them as though he is that animal. Well, I knew that, but I, 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 I was trying to find weaknesses. You think he can only do one at a time and that there is a side effect to it. Like he's dumb. That's the one huh. I noticed. Okay. One at a time side effect. Um, and how far away is he from me? Uh, closing fast, but about 100 meters. Good. Uh, let's do this. Um, we're going to do a little, uh, 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 you know, uh, a little contest here. You know how the Rams, you know, ramage each other for dominance? I'm just going to yep. start sprinting toward him. And, uh, okay, give yeah, me a fighting test. Chicken. Give me a fighting test, John. Oops. Crap. What the fuck? Okay. Beat it by four. Beat it by four. The two of you hit like two speeding vehicles. Unfortunately, he doesn't have the type of armor you have. So uh, it's going to be a 60 damage hit on yourself, but it's going to be a 60 damage hit on him also. Uh, but he doesn't have the armor you have. So after the impact, uh, you are hurt and he is laying in a heap and probably has a broken collarbone. Nice. Also unconscious. Hostiles down and you have rescued two hostages. And we're going to end this with one little added thing before the episode is over. Uh Bruno, you get a radio signal from Pierce. Uh, Director, we're getting the uh, silent alarm from Archangel Base is going off, but it's going off from the inside. Somebody's there <sighs> right now. And uh, with that, we're going to end this episode of Masters of the Metaverse. I want to thank everybody for watching. Hope you guys had a good time, and uh, we'll see you all next week. See what Watch all the Zoe shows. All of them. Don't miss any of them. Bye.